0: Hello, there I am. Welcome to another Quarantine Cast with Brian and Cody. And yes, Craig, it is very exciting. Uh, Craig has decided to come back again. There he is, live from the bunker somewhere in hey. central Illinois. Uh, oh, it's growing out. Your hair is growing out a little bit. Now it, Now you are you look, everything's the same length. The hair, the beard. <laughs> you look like that old thing that uh, people would take the magnet and move <laughs> the little shavings
1: around, you know, when you were a kid yeah. oh, and yeah. you could make eyebrows uh-huh. and the whole
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. The
1: big mustache. Yeah, that's what—that's the look I'm going for. Actually, is it? I'm trying to make it so eventually you can just move the hairs up and down as you need. <laughs> well, it's perfect. Glad you're back.
0: Um, Thank you. How's uh now tonight? I know the Yankees are. There's a lot going on. This is basically a counter-programming quarantine cast. We are up against <laughs> everything. We're up against the vice presidential debate, which mm-hmm. we'll get into in a minute. We mm-hmm. are up against the game. Is it game three? The Yankees game
1: three. Yes, the Yankees are uh, playing in the playoffs and they're losing five to one, and it's been oh, sad good. for me as a as a you know hardcore now, Yankee fan.
0: Last week you didn't wear the Yankee hat either, and they were playing mm-hmm. and they won that game though, didn't Correct. they? Correct. Correct. Right. Is this, that why you decided not to wear the Yankees hat again today?
1: This is a superstition thing. Yes, I wore the hat last night. They lost last night for the first time in the playoffs, so I'm not wearing the hat today in hopes that it, they win, but it's not working. <laughs> maybe you got to put it on. on. I guess. We'll see as
0: we go here. Do you always have something Yankee-related uh, within an arm's length?
1: Yeah, I definitely. Right. I think right now I probably have a couple. Oh, my watch usually had it on it, but it doesn't. Right. But I got to, yeah. Good maybe, talk.
0: Maybe you've messed up the entire uh, the entire no!
1: deal. I know. I'll take the blame. If Cash wants to call me, I'll chat with him about it. Right. Well, listen, before we get into anything, uh,
0: I have to uh, tell you this and tell everybody else. Last week at the end of the podcast, we got in, uh, I was telling a story, a heart-wrenching story, quite mm-hmm. frankly, about my days in uh, small market radio and how I would uh, go in and play pretty much the same songs every day. And we played a little of Phil Collins' Take a Look at Me Now. And <laughs> uh, we said, oh, we don't know if we can play this. Turns out we can't play this. There we uh, go trouble. Yeah, the minute we ended the uh, the video I got spanked by Facebook saying they were taking uh, they were editing out like 20 seconds of mm-hmm. the uh, of the quarantine cast because we played some uh,
1: I like a little, little bit of talent so we are out there I played it. I was the one that made all the mistakes. You just rolled with it, and then you took all the punishment. So I like that you're taking equal blame, because it was all my fault. Well, you were playing it, but I allowed it to happen.
0: Oh, I forgot sure. to say, too, we're also on uh, YouTube tonight. So we're not oh. only on Facebook, we're on YouTube. And we already have our first comment on from YouTube from App Rainer. Uh, hi, I'm here, not interested in the other stuff. Good. Cindy says hi. Janice says hi. Jean says hi. Karen says hi. Hello, everybody. We are glad you're with us. Yeah, tonight, so we're trying, uh, listen, we're trying multi-platforms, Craig. I want to expose us to, you know, I I don't know. I just thought, well, if I have the capability of doing it on my YouTube channel too, why not do it in both places
1: and see what's happening? I'm going to share your YouTube link on my Facebook, my social media to see if that somehow helps us. Listen, you, you never know. It's
0: it's just something to try. So uh, we're happy to be here. And yes, we are counter-programming. Now, from my days at WGN, I was always on on Super Bowl Sunday. So I am used to big-time counter-programming. I don't know if there's anything bigger today than the vice presidential election. So we are up against, you know, I I know more people watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if more people get angry during the Super Bowl than we'll get angry tonight. If it's anything like the presidential debate of last week, but, uh, I decided I, I was going back and forth and I mentioned this to you earlier when I was on your program. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, just read the bottom of the screen. You can listen to Craig Monday through Friday, 2 to 6 PM on wjbc.com. Uh, in, unless you're in, you know, the area, then listen right. to him on the radio.
1: Yeah, that's usually good. Either one, or if yeah. you can fill out a diary, that's even better. Do they even do diaries anymore?
0: They do diary. Are you, are you here. a diary market? We, yes. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: I, I thought everybody was PPM. I don't know. That just hurt. No, no, no I didn't the know. It's a, I didn't it it is a hurtful thing. The rest of us, the rest of us, uh, you know, not top 50 people. We still All have right. diaries. Listen, then, then get a
0: diary. Uh, I hear the diary is the biggest scam ever perpetrated. Uh, They're (laughs) mailing out diaries to everybody. They're not even asking if you want a diary. I found diaries in a creek. Uh, That's why I, you know, but your ratings are legit. Mm -hmm.
1: So... We'll, yeah. we'll go with that. Your ratings okay. are legit. <laughs> I'm taking it. Yeah, no, uh, some of the diaries were in a wastebasket. It's terrible. It's sure, been it's, a terrible year. Awful. awful. Yeah. I
0: hear dogs are listening to the radio and
1: filling out diaries. It's just, it's, it's rough. To it's be honest, it's dog. that impressive, though, if it's the dog filling out the diary. There's some aspect of I'm impressed with that. Well, sure. I've taught
0: my dog. I, I, I invented, I 3D printed a thumb for sure. my dog, and so now they do all my, all my document signing. <laughs> if somebody sends me a registered letter, if I'm served with some sort of court papers, mm-hmm. the dogs do all my signing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've had uh, a dream to train dogs how to get me like beer and stuff. I don't have any dogs and I don't know that I have any beer right now, but I could oh. fix all those problems at the same time.
0: All right. Well, that's good.
1: Um, so
0: that's, so we are, we are up against this. Are you sad that you're missing the debate?
1: No, no, I wasn't going to watch the debate anyway. The Yankees is the Yankee. only, yeah, that was my programming.
0: All right. See, and I I went back and forth. I talked to you about it. I started to say, and I talked to my wife about it yesterday. I was thinking about not doing this tonight and pushing it back to tomorrow, but Mm -hmm. this is our normal time. And I thought, well, do I want to be preempted by the debate? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I, I know, listen, a lot of Americans, many Americans, most Americans, handful of Americans. Some people are watching this debate. Some people, some people still don't know who they're going to vote for. They want to hear what the vice presidential candidates have to say because uh, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, Craig, these two people may, one of
1: them may end up being president. That's not like illogical, no right? I mean, that's fairly logical if you just think about the ages or the fact that one of those two gentlemen is trying to get over coronavirus. Right. still. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a good. And listen, uh, my, I don't think
0: if Joe Biden were to win, I think he's. I don't think he would want to run another term. I, you know, yeah. if what, if the reason he got into the, the race this time is to be believed, he he, cause he wasn't going to run. He didn't run last time. He wasn't going to do it. Then he, he claims that Charlottesville was the final straw and that made him run. He may, you know, once he serves his one term, he might just go, okay, let's bring up uh, vice president Harris and right. let her, let her run uh, to be the nominee. And we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all goes. Neither one of us are watching it though. So obviously we no, care. but I have, I am
0: able to flip, I am able to flip between screens. I'm okay. excited about the plexiglass. I know that, uh, I know that Mike Pence did not want plexiglass. I would want, I would have debated in a hazmat suit in, <laughs> uh, you know, I would, I would have wanted to be in the SUV that the president was in waving at people the other day, the hermetically sealed SUV. I would just yeah. have it in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and have him pull right up uh, and they're you know they could yell at each other all day that would have been great did you see the 103 year old woman in chicago who voted i loved that picture me too. Uh, she was she was going out on a moonwalk or something she yeah she was ready to go and she went out to the mailbox if you haven't seen the picture it's
1: uh you know she's head to toe yep in hazmat gear she's right. ready to go she would loan it to biden too i believe so he could absolutely borrow it
0: yeah, I mean, he was the one who was scoffing at the plexiglass, and it's—I, it's not like they put up lead shields that you couldn't see through. It's plexiglass. Yeah, what did, were they going to shoot spitballs at each other? Were they, you know, <laughs> what was what was what was the issue with the plexiglass? I don't want plexiglass between me. Mm-hmm. I might get an urge to just jump over there and give her a wet willy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. That's not going to happen, sir. You're not. What?
1: Well, you- let's be honest though. Like if you've ever ridden in a taxi with the, like the, the barrier there, it's kind of <laughs> hard to talk to the taxi driver every so often. There might be. some. <laughs> First of all, uh, I'm not mic'd up when I'm in a taxi. Right. Secondly,
0: I've been in a number of taxis. Uh, the last thing I want to do is chit chat. <laughs> uh, those, the only thing I want to do when I'm in a taxi is get mm-hmm. the hell out of the taxi. Mm. The le- I was in yeah. one once going from. Uh, North Michigan Avenue to South Michigan Avenue, mm-hmm. not too far, but there was a lot of traffic. Uh, it was the middle of summer. This guy had taken a vacuum cleaner hose and duct taped it to the vent <laughs> on the dashboard and then snaked it back to the back seat. And that was supposed to be the air conditioner.
1: Uh, so lovely. Know. So it was a lovely trip you had.
0: It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but the I point thought. is over the sauteed, uh, whatever, uh, my friend was, uh, had in his crock pot up in the front seat uh-huh. and, uh, the no air conditioning and the traffic <laughs> and just, uh, the, the fear that I was actually in some sort of car bomb. I was, uh,
1: <laughs> uh no, I, so, so yeah. I'm good with plexiglass. You know, what's funny is uh, talking about the taxi thing real quick. Why doesn't Uber have more people that just don't care? Like why is it the taxi experience similar to the Uber experience? Why do we why do we talk to everybody in the Uber? What oh, I don't know. I, I drove they for always Uber. Talk. For, I do don't talk. You you stay
0: quiet? I stay quiet when I ride and I when oh. I was I drove for a couple months. Um, oh. and uh yeah, I would say, Hello? Uh is there is you need more air? Is mm-hmm. there anything you can listen to? Uh, and unless they
1: spoke to me, I wouldn't say a word. Really? I don't
0: know. Let's that's sure. nice.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't have that experience anymore with the Ubers. Everybody, you know, no matter talk. what. Yeah, no matter what state of mind I'm in, and, and how much I want to chit chat, you got to the entire ride. Really? Yeah. And I don't. I don't grade Uber drivers poorly because I know that that's their way of living. Probably at least some of the people, if they're not doing it as like a side gig, I don't want to give them a two or a three and right. then knock them out of a system in which they want to like make a living. That seems wrong.
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. I guess it's like any job where you get evaluated. This is just a job where, unfortunately, you can be evaluated by somebody who's a complete tool. Right. And who's having a bad day. So right. you're you're kind of, it's the ultimate customer service where you've got to pray that you make the, you have to bend over backwards to kiss a customer's rear end so Terrible. that they give
1: you that five star. Mm-hmm. I give know. them out like crazy. I'm, I'm very five star. Li- I just throw them all around. I'm like Oprah with the five stars, man. I am not. Uh, not like that? I, what, no, I just don't like taking ride shares and
0: I don't Definitely. like being in, te- I don't, have we learned nothing about me <laughs> and the fact that I don't want to be around anybody? I, I mean, I, we have, I, I like this. That. I like talking to you this way. This is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yes. Uh, if I had to take an Uber down to Bloomington to see you in person, uh, there'd be a shotgun blast somewhere <laughs> about, uh, uh, Shanahan, maybe okay. make it that far.
1: Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty far. I'm still impressed.
0: No, Shanahan's just uh, past eighty.
1: Okay, well, um, I, yeah, that's not too far. That's that's longer than I thought you'd make it. Well, uh, the, fir-
0: the first the uh, first you know first half hour is just contemplating if I you know realizing what a <laughs> mistake I'd made. The second part of it is uh, trying to actually load and maneuver the shotgun around, mm-hmm. and then uh, when I finally go, hey, you know what? I got to go to the bathroom, uh, pull over to the Amico, <laughs> and then uh, that's where it all that's where <laughs> right there. Kablam. Oh man. Yeah, it's a horrible thing, and I yeah, really—the really. horrible thing is that I thought it all out.
1: <laughs> you really, you really walked me through all the steps. I think I'm worried about you. Genuinely. I don't. I don't
0: want you to be surprised. Okay. I want you to go. Yep, he told me <laughs> straight up. There was no down to the down to the actual I, gas station. He didn't go to a speedway. No, he, didn't, he went to the Amoco. <laughs> and if he doesn't see an Amoco, he's going to wait and go to the next exit. So maybe he makes it down to uh, Braidwood, <laughs> and you know. And It's like, uh, I don't know. Is he, gonna, is he gonna get all the way down? I'm trying to remember more I 55 exits between here and uh,
1: <laughs> here only in, uh, a comedian do something like that, by the way. I don't have those in my brain. I used to, part of when I drive,
0: um, or when I used to be on the road all the time, I love coming up to an exit sign that could make a name. Like, my favorite is Cooter Holland. <laughs> that's I that's on 50, I think that's on 55. Okay, Cooter Holland. Uh, Gilman Chatsworth is a name that I used all through college. Yeah. That's on 57 going down to Carbondale. So Gilman Chatsworth was my alias, uh, all throughout my college career.
1: That's how you book
0: yourself at hotels still? It oh, of course. <laughs> Cooter Holland, Gilman Chatsworth. Um, there's a, there's a, a few more and I always, and still to this day, I will come up with those. Oh, that's, wow, that's a good name. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good that's name. We should write them all down. So now, well, I have to th- come up with new ones now because I've given away my two uh, my two excellent ones. <laughs> I uh, we I I'm going to take a moment and brag if I might. Sure. Not on myself. I'm good. There's a new addition to the office. If you look behind me, there's uh, another diploma right on the wall behind me. There. Ooh. That is my wife's second master's degree. Wow. Yeah. It just she earned uh, she earned the second master's back in January. It, it actually just came in the mail the other day. So now that is that wall has two master's degrees and some other big uh, award that she won in grad school, and I'm, you know, I'm here with. Uh, I, I wrote out my own diploma and taped it on the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I can get one in the mail. Congratulations to my wife. Dad. Probably not as good as your wife. Congratulations to her for sure.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, you know, so that was yeah. uh, not a lot of. It's it, I'm always amazed. My brother, my brother Michael, just got his master's too, and mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by people who work full time and more, and then still go to school. And get good grade. Like Debbie didn't get anything lower than an A. She yeah. would get upset if she didn't get an A
1: plus. Yeah. And I'm like, an A is an A, right? I think oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I it's funny you say that actually, because my, my wife, while working, went to school here in the United States and got straight A's in her second language while studying to be a, a web developer.
0: That's amazing. It really that, that, is. That's just that yeah, that's see. Here's the thing that shows you that people are who are smart and hardworking are going to succeed. You know, yep. it's, it's like, they can go, Oh, give me more me. I'm like, Oh, I have to go to jewel and make a phone call today. I can't do uh, both. One yeah. is out. Come on. Right. And you expect me to shower to <laughs> stop it.
1: Honestly, though. Congratulations again to Debbie. That is fantastic. We're blowing up on the comments here for her. Uh, that is two master's degrees. No, I'm very proud of her. Uh, yeah.
0: She got the one and uh, she got her first one in human resource management. Or something like that. And they said to her, because she, you know, got all, it's all A's and cum laude and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then they said, we're starting a new program where we're going to get somebody from the uh, human resource side and go to the business side. And then somebody Ooh. from the business side to get this uh, master's that you just got. So she is the first person to go through this program and to get the the two degrees. Wow. So wow. she, finished, she finished the first one, which I thought was amazing. And I was, you know, I was intimidated all the time because oh, I got to write a paper. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be over here, uh, you know, watching Matlock and try to make a joke. And, <laughs> um, and she finished the first one. And she said, well, here's, here's the deal. They, you know, they asked me if I wanted to do this and this, and, and I'd like to, what do you think? And what am I going to say? No, you can't get, no, that would be done. I was like, okay. I said, are you sure? Yep. <laughs> Can you do it? She said, "Yeah, all right, yeah, let's do it." Right. What's, you Kill know, it. what's what am I going to do? Uh, the guy, the guy who
1: stood in the way. If you went to, if you went back to school, what would you study? Is there something specific you would want to study? No, uh,
0: and I've all thought. Right. Unfortunately, I, every time I should have, I've thought oh, about then it. Never mind. No, I've thought about it a lot, and there was a there's a point where I, oh, I should have gone and uh, you know gotten all the, my law. I should have gone to law school because mm. I'd be a great litigator. Mm-hmm. I'd ar- I could argue the hell out of stuff. <laughs> Uh, or then I was like, well, people, when I was subbing, people were like, you should go back and get your master's in like, uh, public, public education, administration, or something like that, or public policy or, and I was like, yeah, that'd be, and I, I don't have the desire or the discipline.
1: Yeah. Mostly the discipline. I mean, people who do this, people who talk into microphones, like we don't want to do studying and other, that's not, we've done enough of that. If you've been through college once. I, I was good at the amount I had. I don't need any more. Yeah, I did okay. And
0: right. everybody says, like now, my brother who just got his masters, he had a, a, a let's say a curious college career. I don't want to, you know, spill all the secrets. But and then he worked, you know, he did very well in business, uh in his chosen career. He was doing all this, and then he and now he went back and him too, working full time, got all A's. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. And was very, you know, very dedicated and worked hard. And it's, you know, if I was, I watched my mom uh, get her master's as an adult when she was a teacher, because at that point you'd, you know, the more degrees you had, the more money you made. And now, unfortunately, if you only have a a bachelor's degree, that used to be a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a big deal anymore. No, mine looks so puny (laughs) in comparison to the two masters over my shoulder. (laughs) And that's yeah. what we're telling, we're trying to convince Molly because now working at a university, she can get her master's. Oh, for, for free. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, you should get your master's. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, the right approach. Yeah. She not. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, well, no, she, she said she's, she said off, she's going to after she's, yeah, after she's, uh, you know, after mm-hmm. she's there for a little while and gets her foot, feet in the door, mm-hmm. she will do that. So. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah, it's very exciting. I don't know. I, I have to, I'm double checking something to make sure that we are still, uh, we are still on only because I find it, uh, I find it odd to, uh, I think on. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at it. It looked like there was, this is very sad. It looked like there was nobody watching. Oh. I, I was like, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem right. But I went over to Facebook and it looks like people are watching.
1: I think you might have the YouTube number if that's the brand new YouTube Oh, it we could, it could be there. I, got, I don't I got know.
0: five yeah. or so on the uh, on the Facebook. Yeah, I, people are always uh, people are watching. Who knows? I don't know. It's. <laughs> I'm just listen. I'm just happy that uh, we've got it. We actually are going to have a guest in a few minutes, mm-hmm. which is uh, going to be very fun for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, well, no, we're. This is a guy who it's it's like WGN old home week here.
1: Yeah. We are, well, uh, so the, the guest that's coming up, he and I have some shared um, um, work experiences. We have both uh, worked with with certain individuals. He right. has been fairly vocal about his experience working with some of those uh, past yeah. individuals, and I, I have not been. Um, right. but it'll be we're interesting? Not gonna,
0: we're not going to uh, no, no, no. have
1: other things to plug. but it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to hear from him. There will be some, some interesting moments for all of us,
0: I think. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we're doing this instead of watching the debate, because uh, I have started, I'm fatigued by the whole political process. I'm I'm fatigued mentally by everything that's going on—the pandemic and mm-hmm. now the election and uh, the constant onslaught—and I find myself misery scrolling. Have you heard that term? Yes. Yeah. Are do you do that? Well,
1: see, but like we almost have to do that, right? Correct. Uh, That's there, how I justify
0: it. Well, I kind of have to do it, so I know what's going on.
1: There's an aspect of it that when you you know you can't host a radio show and not know what's going on. So misery scroll or scrolling is a part of it. But I find myself doing it before I go to sleep at night on the cell phone, and I don't have to do that. That's not no. something that my job requires, and yet I can't I can't prevent it. I will go on my phone, which should not be in my bedroom in the first place, and right. read one article about something, and then it's two hours later, and I've I've been in a deep dive I don't want to oh, be in God. and 2020 feels worse for another day.
0: Well, that's last night I did the, I, I was, I've been debating about taking the apps off my phone mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I don't know. I'm not ready to do that, but <laughs> excuse me. I had to burp. Okay. Uh, but last night uh we were going to watch, what were we going to watch? Are we going to watch this show on this new show on Showtime about John Brown, the abolitionist. Mm-hmm. And so I put my phone down. I said, I'm not going to, I didn't say this to Debbie. I said it to myself. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to look at my phone throughout the show. I want to focus on the show and see what happens. And, uh, I did it. Wow. I had, but during the show, I had like urges. I, I felt like a guy who needed a drink. And I wanted, I kept, and I should have left it in the other room. That would have made it easier, mm-hmm. but I had it. It was right there. It was like sitting three feet away and it was calling out to me, you know, come back. What are you doing? You haven't been on me for a while. Why not? And, and then I started thinking it was just like this movie, uh, the, the social dilemma mm-hmm. this documentary that the phone was actually like trying to get me to come back. Cause the algorithms knew I hadn't been on in a while. I hadn't tweeted. I hadn't been scrolling. I had, but.
1: I actually got to watch and enjoy the show, which is yeah no exactly. I don't know I don't know why it feels like drugs now though, right? But we we have it's to good. get some sort of endorphin high from doing this, right? Oh, There's yeah. got to be a connection, okay. Have well then we that, have you watched that movie? The first part of it we had to stop. Uh, we started watching it at a time when I we shouldn't have been watching it because I had to do other things. So we only <laughs> we only saw like. Thirty minutes of it or so. All right, yeah, definitely, uh,
0: definitely watch it. Oh, Janice has a good question. Already wondering what is the beverage of choice tonight? Good
1: question, Janice. We are a little late to the party. What are you drinking, Craig? I am drinking a homemade tea that I believe is some hibiscus berry thing that I put vodka in. For the oh, evening. I was
0: gonna say it looks blue. It looks like it is uh, like it is washer fluid.
1: It, it, we know it tastes delicious, though.
0: It looks good. It's got uh, well. I again went for a light beer, and uh, because I'm thinking of all my friends and family down in Louisiana which is once again under the gun of a hurricane I went with a Port Orleans riverfront low tide it's a uh, light logger and uh, it's a low cal logger uh, Port Orleans is right on Chaptulis right uh, it says brood below sea level so that's, that's impressive uh, it's my New Orleans uh, my New Orleans kind of take tonight That's pretty cool yeah which I found out now, Debbie is going De- I I'm going to be alone uh
1: wait so am I at some point and what, what week are you gonna be alone um it's uh it's the first two weeks or the I three or four days into November and then I have two weeks of being alone
0: oh man Debbie is leaving uh, a week from tomorrow okay she's going to New Orleans for a week because yeah she kind of needed needs a break she can work from down there which is that's the if I could if if I could take all my stuff with me and do whatever somewhere yeah. I would uh yeah I would go so she's gonna go visit Molly all right we will continue there's so much more to talk about but our guest is here, and he is waiting patiently in the green Craig, did you know we had a green room? I did not. It's very exciting. Uh, we, of course, have a green room. It is uh, not green, and it's virtual, and we don't care. Uh, but our guest is in there. He is a radio producer. Mm-hmm. He is the author of the book Righteous Might, and he mm-hmm. is the host of a new podcast called The Greatest Story Ever Podcast. And I got
1: to say, his latest guest, Phenomenal. The but biggest the biggest name he's ever booked. Biggest I think.
0: name he had this yeah. episode. Uh Keith <laughs> Conrad joins us now. He's uh, in witness protection, obviously. He's yep. very uh, mm-hmm. you're very blurry, Keith. Are you all
2: right? Are you uh I, I think it's just my uh my old uh webcam here. I think that's that's the reason I, I would be blurry.
0: This <laughs> is exciting. We will just we'll just tell people that you are uh, on the lamb. That you are the Cat Stevens of podcasting, uh,
1: and you are Cat right. yeah. Stevens. Is well, hey, yes. if we talk about anybody that might have threatened people on Facebook, I get it to to hide yeah. a little bit. That's true. I get that's it.
2: True. Yeah, I, I do.
1: Something to be worried
2: about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we mentioned first of all, congratulations on uh, everything you're doing. You've got you've got your regular job, which is radio producer. You produce a morning show here in Chicago. You uh, on what station? You can do. We could say it. I'd rather not say, actually. All right. You don't want to say. He's a morning show producer. And because of that, he also has a newsletter that he sends out for uh, radio stations or just people who want to know what's in the news. Uh, So he does that. He's got uh, Righteous Might is his book, which is available on Eckhart's Press. You can uh, see the link right there at the bottom of the screen and uh, pick that up. We'll get get into a little bit more of that later. And he's uh, numerous podcasts. I believe, but the latest one is the greatest story ever podcast, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of what we want to talk about. Explain the
2: explain the concept of this. And first of all, where do you find the time? Um, you know, I that that's a very good question. I've I've been starting to wonder that myself because actually we might be breaking some news here. Ooh. I use you know quotation marks with news. I'm going to have a new podcast starting on Friday. Really? Ooh. Yeah. What is this uh, podcast? I, I'm actually. Uh, just producing it, uh, actually. Um, uh, there's a theater group in in Chicago called Lifeline Theater. They're in uh, Rogers Park, uh, actually, just north of uh, Loyola. And uh, I, I'm me and a, another radio professional are partnering with them to create a an audio drama podcast. Since, wow. since they can't do, you know, their normal thing because of because uh, of big roan, right? Um. Uh, we, we decided this would be a, a pretty cool way for us to, uh, uh, you know, on, on my end, do some creative stuff. And on their end, hopefully uh, make some money for their uh, for their group while they're while they're uh, laid up. Very cool. So that one starts uh, this week. And yeah, and it's uh, uh, Lifeline Theater on the air.
0: Lifeline Theater on the air. And that will be available wherever podcasts are
2: sold. Is that correct? Yes, it's already. Uh, you can already uh, find it on uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google. Wow! Um, All right. But plus, you can just ask me, and I'll send it to you.
0: That's <laughs> good. That's good too. Let's talk about the greatest story ever podcast, though. How did this come about?
2: Well, it's actually a funny story because on the uh, on the morning show I I was working on, I'm actually even more behind the scenes now, so I don't actually work directly on that show. But uh, uh, one of our producers is actually involved in a virtual kidnapping scheme, where um, his sister—they uh, had her on the line saying that uh, they were the uh, like the sheriff's department or something, saying that she had missed jury duty, so they had her busy on the phone. Then they called her family from her number, you know, because you're able to do that in the in the digital age. Okay, And so they had her convinced that uh, she missed jury duty, and if they didn't send uh, all this money, uh, she was going to go to jail for missing jury duty. And they called her family and said, hey, we've got your daughter. If you don't send us all this money, uh, we're going to kill her. And they actually, uh, because of social media, were able to find just enough information that everything seemed credible on both sides. So wow. they're having these dual conversations at the same time. Oh and uh, they were literally for a couple hours convinced that uh, that his sister had been kidnapped and uh, and might die. And uh, it ended up costing him, I think, about $5,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so as we were, we were talking about this after it happened, I thought, you know, everybody's got, got that one story that seems completely incredible but but actually legitimately happened to them at some point and so yeah it's the genesis of the uh, of the podcast
0: and you've had your i think uh, the lad the latest one was episode 31 is that right
2: oh uh, that sounds about right we're at greg oh. maddox territory and you've had, first, uh, that,
1: that story that you just told is the first episode of the podcast
2: uh no it, well it's episode number two i i did uh, episode one was kind of explaining the whole thing and then <laughs> and two What's, was
1: What's lovely to everyone watching for podcasts? You don't have to listen to just the you know most recent one. You can go back and listen right. to number two, yeah. which sounds like an incredible episode of the show. Yeah, I'd start but, with number two.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, also early on, I had Ken Bone uh, on the uh, on the podcast talk about you know his experience being picked to uh, to to ask a question at a presidential debate, and uh, that's a really good interview too. I think that's uh, like five or six, and uh, I learned something that I didn't know. Um uh first of all, uh Ken and I are almost exactly the same age, which mm-hmm. if you look at a picture of a side by side, I'd hope most people wouldn't think that. The weird <laughs> um, thing
0: is I just saw his picture, it's just as blurry. Is it just right.
2: the is it the red shirt though? I it, it might be, yeah. Okay, and, good. I, and even though it's an audio podcast, I did insist that he <laughs> wear the red shirt <laughs> during the interview. Good, good. Uh but he was actually like I, I asked how you get, get picked to be, you know, in a presidential debate. And uh, he said he was just sitting at home watching Futurama, and he got a he got a phone call on his cell phone from a number he didn't recognize, and just you know randomly he decided I'm going to answer this even though I don't know who it is, and uh, it ended up being you know some group that was that was putting things together, and they asked him a bunch of questions, and and ultimately they decided that he was an undecided voter, <laughs> and uh, he ended up uh, ended up. uh, uh asking wow. a question. but to, to me the important takeaway was that he was just sitting on the couch watching futurama yeah <laughs> like okay we're exactly the same age and we basically spend our time doing the same thing
0: well he got blown up on twitter today
2: he, uh, he did yes
0: yes ken bone uh said that he voted for a third party candidate that did not uh, go over well in the twitterverse
2: he, he did with everybody except uh, my brother because he's also uh uh voting for for that same third party candidate really so. So my my brother was the only person happy to hear that.
1: Well, that's uh, the two. That's good. Uh, and the and the third party candidate, I think also. Sure, happy. <laughs> I hey, I didn't even know I was
0: still on the ballot. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so Kanye is what we're
1: saying. Kanye, so
0: yeah, see. So <laughs> what what story? I mean, you you've highlighted the highlighted two. What story and uh, find the last episode excluded? What story got you the more really caught you and went? Oh my god, this. This is incredible how do how have how has nobody heard this story before
2: um well one story that uh, jumped out at me is is a podcaster that I listen to uh, named Andrew Heaton and he does a podcast called the Political Orphanage, which is for people like me who who don't like uh, who didn't sign up for the the partisan rock throwing contest we we find ourselves in
0: yeah.
2: and, and so uh, I'm a big fan of his and he He was actually telling me about the time that he was in scotland and uh he was getting on a plane and they basically pulled him off of an international flight because they thought he was smuggling guns whoa wow what made them think he was smuggling guns he he had bought two antique uh dueling pistols while he was there and he was uh he was getting uh you know ready to fly back home and they asked him, you know, when you're going through like the the customs process, do you have any weapons? And he didn't think they were weapons. He thought they were just like decorative things because they don't actually shoot anything. So he says, oh, "Okay." No. And they, they literally like call him on on the uh, on the on the PA system, and uh, there's people with you know Kevlar jackets and and uh, <laughs> and they're really pulling him off, and then they um they 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 look at him and they're like, oh, yeah, these are, these are clearly not weapons, so you're free to go. Uh, but then they're like, hey, wait, I think we, we could wrap these better for you. We have some bubble wrap over here. And they actually like wrapped them <laughs> up for him wow. on the tarmac, and he ended up delaying an international flight for three hours. <laughs> so he is the most popular person on the plane.
0: Oh, sure. But he was I- able to get those antique dueling pistols home without a scratch.
1: I can't imagine the humor of being, uh, you know, around that situation, hearing him say no to not having weapons and hear, seeing them find antique dueling pistols is what comes out. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. obviously a weapon, sir. Alexander Hamilton an recognized right? this. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's.
2: Hmm. all okay. oh, right. right. So I, think, I think that's that's sort of a situation where we, we've we've all probably been in something something like that, where, you know, we're, we're it just slips our mind and it ends up becoming a thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> back in the day when you didn't have to go through all kinds of things, I used to carry a uh, little one of those uh, flip pocket knife kind of deals. It was about oh, yeah. a few inches, you know, and I had it in my, this was also back when fanny packs were a thing. Uh, I had it in my fanny pack and I forgot all about it because it was in the little back pocket. They're like, oh, you, you got a weapon? No. And I go through the metal detector. What is this? Oh, uh nothing. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to kill anybody. Take it away. <laughs> take it, take it. <laughs> now uh before we get into the latest episode which i must tell you is fascinating really great uh, yeah Riveting. we did we did allude to the fact and uh, we that you and craig have uh some shared experiences this is like wgn
1: old home week here mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what you,
0: you i were, gotta uh-oh. No,
1: I'm oh i'm kidding i was kidding no go ahead There was a thing i no, wanted craig, to do i doesn't wanted it to be use, a
0: thing yeah, there's there's how hard is it, and this is for both of you as producers, because producers toil in uh, a lot of times without a lot of uh, thanks, uh, toil in sometimes in obscurity. You have to, you know, you're always the man or woman behind the man or woman. And that's not easy all the time, because let's be honest, sometimes the people whose name is on the show, myself included, can be difficult. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that as Professional now, you know now Craig has been on both sides. How how do you deal with that as producers? And you know, uh, if you want to bring in some aspects of uh, <laughs> your shared thing, that's fine. If not, right. that's fine too.
2: First, well, first of all, I, I should say that uh, having worked with with many different uh, uh, types of you know talent, uh, <laughs> even with the blur, we saw the air quotes. <laughs> there, there, there's there's difficult. And then there's like top of old Smokey, the the person that we're we're alluding to. So like this is a completely different category. Uh, you know, difficult hosts. You know, don't do show prep or blame you for everything. They don't actually like on Facebook like threats against your life. That that's probably wow. not a thing you associate with. I didn't even know you could do that. I feel
0: I feel like a piker all these years. I've never no. once threatened one of my producers lives
2: uh, right no so uh, uh you know and, and you know i should say in in my case i got a got off easy because she just lied about me repeatedly so <laughs> i mean i was never really worried somebody was gonna take a shot at me yeah.
1: yeah i think that the lying about you repeatedly that that was a consistency throughout i think that anyone that that served in the role uh lying about you became part of the
2: part of the gig See, see, Craig. Now you ruined it because I thought I was special. What? <laughs> you were special because you were first. You trailblazed for the rest of us. So that, that, that's true. I, right. I, I think of myself as a trendsetter. Yeah, you, you, were the like, you were like,
1: he was like the oldest sibling. He went first, and that whole situation was what it was. And then as we got down, things—I don't know—they—they they went even. Then, then I went off to college. Right, and you guys. Right. Had and then the, next, the
0: next, the next right. youngest had to take all the abuse. Right. Yeah. Which,
1: by the way, is the saddest part because if you had stayed and you know lived at home for a little while, you could have still been the target, I think. And then some of us yeah. would have got to avoid it because that is how it worked, I think. Once you eventually completely yep. move on for both you and I, the the person left behind us is the one who eventually has well, a terrible... Yeah, that's,
0: that's 100% what it is. It's whoever's yeah. left. Yeah. gets to yeah. pick up the pieces. So, you know, down the line, everybody got to curse both of you for leaving or being forced out.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I didn't voluntarily leave. No. no, I technically I, still work there, by the way. Is that right? I still do Orion stuff.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, oh, I no st- I'm still so on hinky, the emails but, and things. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: so Good that talk was, we all had. No, that was yes. it was that's. You know what? You guys should do a co-episode of the Greatest <laughs> Story Ever Podcast. Uh, people could download it anywhere, <laughs> and if if people are wondering, mm-hmm. oh, what did they? If people, because there's a lot of people who enjoy uh the radio station and enjoy the intrigue and everybody thinks they know the behind the scenes story so you guys could do an expose episode of uh of the we, podcast
1: we would have to have a third person be a guest of the show too i don't want to say the third name but we we can't do this just keith and i we would know that's true you would need yeah you'd need the other you'd need the they, other
0: person
2: yeah there, there are three of us and you need the
1: complete set Right. By the way, maybe the way we tell it in the podcast—just brainstorming here—is Keith starts with his story, and then it just bleeds right into mine and into the right. other person's because it's one story. You just fade it in, yeah, yeah. And
0: you know, you could do it. I, I there's there's got to be ways to do it where litigation would not come <laughs> into play.
2: <laughs> well, I I think that, uh, and I've put some thought into this. <laughs> um, I, I I think the way that you do it is you you make it extremely clear, as is the case at least for me. That nothing I'm saying here should reflect on anybody other than the person involved. Like, right. the, like everybody above this person treated me just fine. They did mm-hmm. everything uh, professionally that they should have done. Mm-hmm. In my case, I can't speak for everybody, but in in my case, they yeah. did. Um. So it, it's not a matter of of complaining about uh, the mighty 720. There, it's just right. this person. And well, that's what
0: I'm saying. That person, I think, would be oh uh, litigious to the end to the bitter
1: end i don't know well, I, I i hear, hear that a lot of court. i hear that a lot of money got spent on campaign so i don't know if there's uh legal money there yeah i have actually
2: got uh got a paper trail so I, oh. at least in, in my case i'm feeling pretty good about it and in uh, the the third anonymous person's case i know that person has a, has a lot of documents involved, yeah. so yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah craig just ran <laughs> 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 I, I'm, here. I'm taking so much glee in how uncomfortable you are right now, Craig. Because <laughs> only, only the people who really know the story know who we're talking about. Dude,
1: can I say something? Else? We do actually also share another individual that both Keith and I have had the pleasure of working with. And we've both had tremendously positive experiences with this individual, Gary Meyer. Gary That's Meyer true. is a an awesome, awesome human to work for, in my opinion. And I imagine, Keith, you feel the same way
2: uh yeah uh you know interestingly because of the the other situation that we're talking about that's why i ended up working with gary so it was sort of a it was sort of a weird uh forced marriage but uh, it worked out really well and we've been you still work with gary correct yeah his podcast podcast,
0: garymeyer.com very nice get that get that plug in there tell gary we get the plug in Mm -hmm. so all right let's get back to let's get back to this because i i need craig to take a breath because he's I can tell he's about to—he's about to pass out. I could go get a drink,
1: actually. For real, I'm out.
0: No, we're good. I just wanted to—I just like stirring the pot a little bit. All righty, but let's get back to the greatest story ever podcast because, uh, as I've been telling people, your latest uh, guest—people say—not how did you get to talk to him, but why did you get to talk to him? (laughs) <laughs> and uh i i was uh happy happy and uh honored to be asked so my episode is episode number 31
2: and uh uh you know just just keeping with the wgn old home uh a week thing uh hannah stanley uh uh who's a, a former wgn yeah. colleague she's going to be the next one.
0: Oh, very nice uh,
2: so uh and
0: i heard your one with bill leff oh he, yeah he bill He's leff was on up, it as well uh, he told yeah. a story a creepy uh, story kind of. A, a, a little bit yeah it, it was it
2: was it was more uplifting than creepy but.
0: well yeah the, what i mean by creepy is there was a, almost like a supernatural element to it
2: yes it yeah. scared me um i i wasn't scared but uh maybe it's cuz i had heard it before
0: well see i had not and uh it
2: was a little, a little eerie too many yeah,
0: but yeah it was I, very I, good it was I've very good but, but a little bit scary
2: I, eventually I'll run out of uh, former radio colleagues to interview and then the <laughs> real stuff.
0: I like that you start every, uh, every episode with a story from a listener, a brief story that you recap from a listener. And it's a way for you to solicit more stories, but it also, it also kind of sets the table for the listener with about what this is going to be.
2: Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, so, sometimes they're, uh, they're, they're really, uh, impactful stories like the, uh, the virtual kidnapping one. But, uh, uh, one of the, uh, one of the other episodes was about, uh, yet another, uh, radio person that we all know, uh, Dan Levy, Oh yeah. uh, when he was uh, uh, covering sports uh, actually for the radio station that will not be named that uh, I currently work for, Mm. Uh, he was doing some sports reporting for us several years ago. And um, uh, he was asked by the ball boys at the United center um, to help them scarf down the Orlando magics clubhouse spread because uh, they had had to leave early. So it was just, it was just sitting there and and, you know, Some stories are are really big and kind of important, and, uh, and others are just, you know, hey, I ate a bunch of food. Well, and
0: that's, this is going, I think this will surprise people, especially Craig, who over the last few weeks has heard stories that he can't believe and has been uh, shocked by. Keith asked me to do this, and my initial response was, I don't have any stories. What am I going to, what am I going to talk about? I got no stories. And then. I went down and I told my wife that, uh, Keith had asked me to do this and I was like, but I don't, I don't know if I have any stories. And she just started laughing She goes, it's all you do is tell stories, (laughs) you know? And and so then I gave Keith, I said, all right, here's, here's three or four options. Cause I came up with things that I thought might be pretty good stories. And so I let Keith
2: make the pick and what story did you pick Keith? Uh, I went with uh, you winning uh, three, not not one, not two, but three uh, TV game shows. Man. And uh, that, that's definitely not something that's happened. I, I knew someone uh, at one point uh, in college who won a car on Wheel of Fortune. That's nice. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, th- three, I mean, that's something. That's like Cal Ripken winning streak, <laughs> you know, sort of territory. Actually, Michael Jordan, three Pete. You know. yeah,
0: it was pretty good. I, and then I quit. I walked away, but we don't, we're not going to talk details because I want you to go listen to the greatest story ever podcast, a podcast, and you can do that anywhere. You do Apple podcast. Uh, we've got a link to stitcher down here, but, uh, you can hear the podcast anywhere. And it was, it was a lot of fun. This, this is how I know that I must've done. Okay. Because I mentioned to my daughter the other day, I said, Oh, I recorded this podcast where I was telling a story. Mm-hmm. and. She was like, Oh, yeah. Very dismissive. When's it gonna when's it going air? I go, I think he I think he posted already. I think it's up. Oh. Well, maybe I'll go listen to it. All right, she's not gonna listen to it. I said, it's only about a half hour. <laughs> you know, hoping that that would be enough incentive for her to go, well, even if I'm, you know, in the bathroom, I can listen, you know, for a half hour, right? It's been a half hour. Um, she called me and she said, or she texted me, she said, Hey, I listened to that podcast. I'd never heard that story before. She she was alive, she was there, but she was little when it happened. And she goes, this is, she got mad at me. This is why when you were down visiting, I asked you to tell me stories, but you you never want to talk about anything, so you never tell me stories. I go, "Well, I don't know, you ask me tell tell me a story. I go, I don't, I don't have a story. She go, "Oh, well, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a lot of fun to uh to listen to you tell that story. And I like the podcast. So there you go, Keith. That's that's hey, That be uh, like a $7 review. All right,
2: all right. So, so let's do this live. Uh, and, and maybe I, maybe I can take this and make it like the intro for, uh, for, uh, for a <laughs> future episode. Uh, Craig, if I asked you right now, totally on the spot, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you other than the aforementioned <laughs> WGN radio. Sure. Yeah. 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 Other than- um,
1: it's probably when I watched a uh, high school baseball game with Muhammad Ali.
2: Oh, that seems like it would be. That up. sounds yeah. like a good story. Yeah. yeah. And not that we had planned to go together. It just kind of happened that way. Wow. I, I would imagine if you had actually planned to go together, then, then that would be awesome. Yeah, that would have suggested that you had previous contact with Muhammad Ali. so <laughs> It sort of takes the start. Okay,
1: now I see how Keith is an expert already in taking it apart. I did. I, I did want to pretend, but no, it was happenstance, and it was awesome. I will say Keith lets you tell the story uninterrupted, which for me was perfect because
0: I don't. <laughs> I don't need anybody jumping in when I'm telling my tale. <laughs> um, but so you'd be able to tell your Muhammad Ali story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could. Who knows? Who knows if it's even true? Keith never fact checks.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's true. Hard. Yeah, I, I haven't fact-checked anybody. Um, I, I guess the closest I would come to to that particular story is when I was in the TSA line in front of Ernie Banks. So that was, that was sort of the same uh, sort of fortuitous thing. And uh, it was literally the last time in my life uh, I had in my possession a phone that did not have a camera in it. So wow, people, that that yeah. is what people just kind of have to take take my word for it because um, uh, that that was was right at the end, right right before I I got a, a camera with a phone, a phone with a camera in it. There was the other time that I
1: watched a Kanye West concert with Devin ha- Hester. That did happen uh-huh. too. Wow. So, so how, how do you end up with like the all these athletes? Like, yeah, what's going happen? The Devin Hester one, I didn't recognize him. Like, that's the thing about it that's terrible. I'm a Giants fan, not much of a Bears fan, although I'm living in Chicago at a Kanye West concert, and we sat in seats that were not ours because the like first two yeah. rows were empty, two songs in, and my buddy and I are like, we should go up there. We can figure out a way around what seems like security and getting those spots, and then the rest of the crowd that's supposed to be in the seats comes sure. in, and it's Devin and all of his, his entourage. And I, I don't know if we're taking spots from two people, by the way, Cause they never kicked us out. We sat there and then at some point, like everyone's talking to him. Everyone around me is hitting him on the back and like trying as much as they can yeah. to say he's so great. And I'm like, I'm sorry, should I know who you are? And he goes, uh, well, my name is Devin Hester. And I was like, oh, I know that name. And then I, cause I was hammered, proceeded to yell everybody around. It is Devin Hester. And then he got a little upset cause I think sure. I made more of a scene. Uh, I, yeah, that's
0: so funny. Should I know who you are?
1: Yeah, I, I did that. I was hammered, Noonan. I tr- I really? got past security to get to some seats that weren't ours. Oh, and there's some I bad things happened. Yeah.
0: Roger, uh, our good friend Roger Badish, who is also an Eckhart's Press author, which uh, Keith is, which we'll mention in a moment. Uh, Roger is saying that I should write an autobiography so my family knows what I've done.
2: I don't need them now, to know what I've done. I, I will say that uh, uh, Craig is responsible for me meeting uh, Weird Al. Really? Uh, yeah, because uh, there there was a day where uh, I was. I was filling in for uh, for Craig uh in one of his his many uh, side hustles there actually at WGN and I was I was yeah. waiting to be let up into the Tribune Tower and um, uh like literally I see I see Weird Al there and <laughs> um like I nobody clearly nobody else has noticed him. Uh, <laughs> How because, do you miss him? Cuz I I would I'm sure there's like you put a dozen people together, there's going to be somebody who's going to freak out over the fact that Weird Al is. is oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of like sidle up to him, and I I was like, so I mean, either you're Weird Al or you look exactly like him. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. uh, but he was he was very nice, and uh, and he was there with his family, and I got to look like a big shot because I'm it's in the Tribune Tower, and I'm explaining like what all the quotes uh, are. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Very yeah. nice. Uh, that, was a, that was a cool moment that was actually facilitated by, uh, by Craig. Yeah, Craig.
1: Accidentally. Yeah.
2: Uh, another great story. Now it's being, I don't know,
0: quarantine casted. <laughs> right. That's very nice. So you, how often do you do these? Once
2: a week, once a month, or twice a year? How... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's once a week. And okay. uh, uh, occasionally uh, I will know what the story is going to be ahead of time. Uh, you know, like, like you actually threw out a couple options, so I, yeah. I knew what that was going to be. Uh, I'm talking to uh, the next guest, uh, Hannah Stanley, tomorrow. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, what, wow. What it's going to be. Oh, we, I didn't know that was an option. I, I kind of like that better. Um,
0: <laughs> now he tells me.
2: <laughs> there, there, were, uh, there were a few early on where, you know, I, I was still kind of establishing the, the premise of the, yeah. uh, of the podcast. Where I actually like sought out people that I knew had specific interesting stories, and I'm like, okay. hey, "Why don't you? Why don't you come on?" But now that now that I've done a few that I can point people towards, I'm like, "Just just tell me the craziest thing that's ever happened to you." Uh-huh. And I don't like so so. There's a a CNN CNN anchor that I that I I know because I I booked her on on various shows, and she literally did the same thing as you. She's like, "Oh, I I don't have any interesting stories." I'm like. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Uh, hers was very good. I listened to hers as well. Um, so, yeah. Wow. I I, I would say uh, probably about 50% of people are, are like, I don't have any interesting stories. And the other, uh, others are like, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. If you only have one story, it's easy to go, yeah, I know exactly what story I'm going to tell. If you've led a life, <laughs> it's hard to pick. And you don't want to seem, I don't know, egomaniacal to say, how can I narrow it down to one story? Seriously. I thought my other two options were pretty good. They were, yeah. One involved having a gun pointed in my face, and one involved sitting in my 1988 Cavalier with Sam Kinison as he played me the preview copy of Wild Thing.
2: So, so you were uh, you had a gun pointed at your face. You worked with uh, with what's her name at WGN. Right? <laughs> yes, I yeah,
0: took uh, took some time off from uh, the one side mm. of the glass, and I wanted to see. Uh, I, it was like uh, what's that show, Undercover Boss. So right. I went in to
1: be yeah.
2: a producer for a while. Yeah. That's weird. And, I thought uh,
1: her weapon of choice was machete. <laughs> I
2: thought so too. Just yeah. a bitter tongue. Just a wicked wit.
0: <laughs> Poison pen. Um, <laughs> Gene says, I was at a shopping center years ago. People were surrounding a very tall guy. I asked my kids if they knew who he was. They said, nobody famous, just some guy named
1: Michael Jordan. Wow. That's a a great story. It is. Such a simple one. That reminds me of the time we saw Derrick Rose on the street. It was my wife and I and a couple other friends, and I'm the only one that recognizes Derrick Rose. And I'm like, "That's that's Derrick Rose. We should try to interact with him." And everybody's like, "That we we doesn't try care. to interact
0: with him or something." <laughs> Go to him again. Should I know who you are? <laughs> no. no, I I don't know. It's it so all right. So we know the podcast is the greatest story ever. Podcast. It is. Uh, it is available wherever you get your podcasts. A new podcast coming on Friday. Tell us the name of the theater podcast again, Keith.
2: Uh, It is uh, on the air from uh, Lifeline Theater. Very nice. And And, now, they're actually uh, for the month of October, uh, we're doing a bunch of stories by Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh, ready for Halloween. It's Halloween time.
0: All right. Now, uh, as I mentioned, I don't know where you find the time, but you are also an author. You wrote a book called Righteous Might. People can get it at Eckhart's Press or uh, wherever fine books are sold. Righteous Might. What is Righteous Might about?
2: Um, Well, uh, so since I got a really bad uh, Amazon review about it, Uh uh, I I will ask you if you ever saw the the movie from 1980 called The Final Countdown, not to be confused with the song of the same uh, name.
0: No, I don't believe I have.
2: Uh, so it, in The Final Countdown, uh, it's about uh, uh, the USS Nimitz, which is an aircraft carrier that flies in, uh, sails into a crazy storm, and they come out on the other side uh, the day before Pearl Harbor. Okay. And uh, right as they realize this has happened, the crazy storm shows up again and sends them right back home. Ah. So uh, when I was a kid, I, I saw that in uh, – Thought it was kind of Twilight Zoney and 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 liked it and had fond fond memories of it. And then I did something terrible that you should never do. <laughs> I rewatched it as an adult, oh. and, and then um there was uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of problems with it. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the biggest one for me was the fact that uh, they go right back home and they don't actually do anything. You know, the <laughs> I mean, hundreds of Japanese airplanes flying. Uh, Flying directly towards them, yeah. Uh, but also in the movie, they they don't spend any time at all dealing with how people are reacting to the news that hey, it's 1941, and as far as we know, we'll never see our family or friends or anybody ever again. <laughs> uh, so so that's uh, so that's you know I I would say it starts with the same sort of premise that hey, there's this this modern aircraft carrier that suddenly finds itself uh, the day before Pearl Harbor. Uh, but the way that they get there is completely different. Um, the the characters are are different people, and it it puts a lot more emphasis on the uh, you know how everybody's reacting to this. Which, as you might imagine, it's kind of weird. It, it doesn't happen every day. Uh, and at the end of the day, they do actually fight the Japanese, and um, stuff happens.
0: USA, USA,
2: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, it,
0: I don't like the fact that people can any yahoo who wants to can write a review. This per, this person who write the review. Have you ever even have you ever written a letter
2: anything yeah. other than a review? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I was uh I was a little a little perturbed by it as well, but uh you know, they they're not all going to be five-star reviews. It's
0: No, it's and a- that's a shame. When I mean, you can't go in and delete them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, delete the delete the people or delete the review. Both
0: uh, <laughs> both with a lot of anger. Yeah. Finality, boy. Rogers. Well, Roger says his copy of Righteous Might. Let's see. We'll, uh, we'll put it right there. Uh, my copy of Righteous Might. I learned how to do this too. Craig will put the oh wow uh, right on the screen. Wow, right. For all the kids to see. My copy of Righteous Might is next to me on the night table right now. Well, thank, thank you, Roger. I appreciate that. And even though it was on the screen, I felt like I had to read it like a kindergarten teacher. Right. <laughs> so now I got to <laughs> figure out how to get it off of there.
2: Now let's leave it. <laughs> it'll be, be there like next week and yeah you know. so. there we go i'll just put something else up there
0: we'll figure out how to how to do that um <laughs> roger is a lot roger listen roger you wrote a book you've got he's got a mm-hmm. lot of stories that mm-hmm. uh, that roger does so he's uh he's good but yeah so hannah stanley's coming up next she uh she has a mysterious story if you want to listen to my episode, you can go to anywhere you can find a uh, great podcast and listen to the greatest story ever podcast. It's my tale, uh, critically acclaimed my critically acclaimed. I mean, my daughter said it was pretty good. Uh, and so well, for me, sure you can get bigger than that. No, that's like, that's like if Richard Roper gave me two thumbs right up my, uh, it would be, that's, that's how excited I am about getting that review from my daughter. Uh, she actually quoted one of my lines and said that line was pretty funny.
2: Wow. But I knew she listened because it was
0: a line almost at the end. So was the line? When I talked about somebody's dreamy, the dreamiest blue eyes I've ever seen. So she said, that was pretty funny. And I was like, oh,
2: that was at the end.
0: So I know she made it to almost – she made it to at least minute 25.
2: Or she knew you would uh, be impressed by that since so you just skipped to yeah. minute 25. Yeah, Yeah. Maybe. Why you have to? Why you have to do that, Keith? Times are tough enough. To that woman at WGN didn't like me.
0: I needed, yeah, I needed one little win. That's all. It was one win. Not even a big win. It was just, a, you know, it was like a single.
2: I legged out a single, and you're going to take it away from me. A, a single at a at a high school baseball game that Muhammad Ali is watching. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes that's the thing. exactly. Yeah, that yeah.
0: was after I dunked out a six foot rim. Uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of win i got well listen everybody needs to uh go to eckhart's press pick up a righteous might leave a nice amazon review go listen to the greatest story ever podcast podcast a lot of great a lot of great stories on there and more great stories to come because everybody everybody as you said
2: keith everybody's got one good story or they should know that that even if they don't believe it at the time that i ask them uh, eventually they come around and they're like oh yeah i got one or or in your case i've got three
0: well, that was just, listen, that was chapter one, but, uh, anytime you want me back, no, I'm kidding. Once is enough. It's I uh, yeah, I don't mind telling them here or on the radio or, or it, it was, uh, but it was fun. It was fun to, uh, you know, I hate, it's weird. Cause I'll tell a story here, but in that situation, I was like, oh, I don't want to be the center of attention. I, you know, all eyes are on me, despite all evidence to the contrary, that makes me a little <laughs> uncomfortable.
2: Well a couple of weeks ago uh, I was interviewing uh, somebody I forget which which one it was, but uh, they asked me what mine was, and I'm like, uh yeah, that's a really good question <laughs> yeah have you done one that's a that is a great question. I wish I had thought uh, well well I mean maybe I'll, I'll just have Craig on it We'll talk about uh about our our shared experience and uh I'm telling you that would be oh uh, that would we're, be we're, huge. people who would want to hear that. There well, will
0: be a, thousands, a I re- thousands.
1: I realize I do still have access to all of my current emails, so I, I guess I have proof too. I guess we can all put the oh. proof forward after. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you're if you're pressed, apparently that would be good. That would be exciting. That would that's going to be one to listen to. Not that they <laughs> they all are, but if, for any fans of uh, certain radio stations, that oh. might be the one. Oh. Might be the one that burns it all down too.
1: no again i want to echo what keith said earlier this is not about the station i understand it's about one
0: individual employee it was not about management or the hierarchy nope it was about enabling one person
2: they're they're all lovely people except for that one (laughs) exactly
0: well keith it was a pleasure thank you for uh thank you for joining us tonight now go back hopefully and craig i don't know if you know this keith is recently married he's Yeah. yeah so congratulations on COVID that. COVID marriage. Yeah, and you went out of town this weekend, uh, judging by your uh, social media accounts. You went to the beautiful uh, Mackinac Island, and oh, uh were jaunting around there. Were, wow. you, were you afraid of uh, – you know, Michigan's kind of uh, – they're kind of lawless up there when it comes to COVID.
2: Uh, a little bit, but, but uh, you know, Mackinac Island is uh, the sort of place where uh, they definitely don't want any bad headlines. So right. – uh, they, they had everybody uh, masked up the whole time, and, um, uh, you know, so far, knock on wood, we haven't uh, haven't started coughing or anything, so I think we're okay.
0: Was not a super spreader event, which is good to know. How no. much fudge did you bring back?
2: Uh, 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 only a pound. We we were taking it easy this time. Only a pound? Yeah. What's the point of driving nine hours bring back a pound <laughs> of fudge? <laughs> got to go over that big bridge, you got to do the whole thing just for a pound of
0: fudge? That's crazy talk. <laughs> Crazy talk. Well, it was great having you. Thank you again for uh, asking me to be part of the greatest story ever podcast. People go pick that up and then uh, get the righteous, get righteous might. Go to eckhartspress.com and uh, pick up the book there and all of that. So, Keith, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for being here. We appreciate it.
2: We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. Take care, man.
0: Bye bye. All right. Look at that. And there goes uh, goes Keith. I'm getting pretty good at this technical part of it. You are getting pretty good at the technical part of this uh
1: yeah this thing. is all moving very smoothly i want to say about keith too i know he's gone now but um uh, he is one of the most talented producers that exists in radio so it is it is crazy that he had some of the negative experiences he had at times because he's very very good at that job
0: yeah and i remember when he started he he a guy that i know who worked at another radio station with him was like oh yeah he's great keith, yeah keith is fantastic mm-hmm. and uh yeah but it's uh, i i loved how uneasy you were i <laughs> Well, I really made me,
1: it made me, listen, I need jo- a little bit of joy. This much. I don't this know. Much? I don't know uh, much about the experiences of the the third individual in the, in the set and how much they've talked about it publicly. Keith has done an admirable, admirable job of being honest about some of his experiences. I, I haven't covered that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, listen. So, yeah.
0: I think for mental health, sometimes it's better to just let stuff go.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. To be honest, I really, I don't even care anymore. To yeah. be completely honest <laughs> for me. Yeah. Did, uh, were you surprised that I was, uh, thought I didn't have any story that I could tell? No, I, I was not surprised because Noonan, you are a very humble man. You you don't realize that about yourself too, uh, which <laughs> actually just makes you even more humble. Uh, but you, you do or not. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you you do not uh, want, like purposefully want to be the center of attention, as you said, in situations like that. You just happen to have the goods. So that's why you are.
0: Well, that's why I like, interviewing people because then I can just ask people questions yeah, and I can learn about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was strange because, and I mentioned this while Keith was was with us, he doesn't interrupt. So he doesn't ask, like when I'm telling you a story or you're telling me a story, we kind of interject and go, hold on, wait, what? What Yeah. And, that was one of the things Molly was like, "Oh, I wish he I wish he'd asked you a couple of questions about what you were saying because there were things more things I needed to know."
1: <laughs> That's
0: not the format of the show.
1: Well, it's sort of it's sort of you're darned if you do and darned if you don't, right? right. I'm I'm sure that yeah. both of us have regretted jumping in because maybe whatever we caught on didn't go where we thought it would go and then we're sitting there hard to get back to the right path again.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I mean, he's he's been around this long enough as you have and and I have. I hope To be able to steer things back Mm -hmm. in the right direction.
1: Well, I don't think you needed much steering either, Noonan. I I doubt you needed to be turned too many directions. No, if he had, but
0: you know, you also know me. If he had asked me something, I'd like to go off on a tangent. Yeah, so it could have been like (laughs) a ten minute tangent, and then come right back to the story I was telling, and not, (laughs) "Eh," and then another thing. Boom. Um, Yeah. yeah, So I gave him. I gave him the game show story. Nice. The Sam Kinnison story. Or the gun in my face story. And mm. I think I gave him one other. Um, and I was like, just tell me which one, because, you know,
1: I could tell them all. Well, what do we do here? Do we tell the stories you didn't tell? I know you don't no. want to sto- spoil the podcast, but you've thrown three topics I, out.
0: I threw out some good stories. We'll get, we'll we can uh, bring them up at another time. The Kennison right. or the gun story. All right. Um Now I got to. I'll tell you this. It's been a rough week for the uh, the Noonan clan in New Orleans because Monday, uh, my grand puppy Walter had to get fixed. Wow, guards nipped. No, snippy. Yeah, I feel awful for him. I I do too. uh, There was a part of me that because I've only had the two male dogs that we've had came Mm -hmm. to us that way. Gotcha. And we only had to take Gidget. To get uh, what, a spade. Is that what the female? Yeah, it's I think so. for the female and neutered for the. That's accurate. The
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: it was uh, it gut wrenching.
1: I couldn't take uh, a dog to that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be the one. I remember I had to return a cat. My wife was allergic to a cat we adopted and I had what? to return it. Oh, she no. would She wouldn't do it. She's like, I won't. This is adorable cat, like desperate oh, no. for affection. And yeah, I know. And I had to do it. And that experience was awful. Noonan, every part of it's terrible. And I couldn't oh. imagine, even if I'm taking the the puppy back home with me, having to bring him there for that.
0: Wait a minute, I that's oh my god, that's the greatest story never. No, man. no, it's <laughs> not. Return a live no. Hold on, <laughs> I'd like to return this dog.
1: What's the reason? Wrong size. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, inappropriate size. No, Chula, Chula ch- was the name of the cat. Uh, Chula was was desperate for humans, like yes. desperate. We went to the adoption thing, and she was oh. the cat that like stuck the paws out immediately in the cage and like begged for you. And then I think that even though she forgot that she had nails all the time, she would try to like sleep on my chest. She was the most affectionate cat ever. Uh, but Betty was was surprisingly allergic. Like we didn't know and like really bad. And so she made me and the cat was begging me. If if Chula could have spoken English in those moments, oh, it would have been trying. Oh, I
0: couldn't. I, oh, I terrible. would like I would te- I'd threaten yeah.
1: my dogs every once in a while. Yeah, no, I'm was- taking you back. <laughs> I could never pull the trigger and do that. We pull the trigger. <laughs> you you get all the way back to the to the you know whatever it is. I guess in this case it was an animal shelter uh, that we had adopted her from. So we brought her back, and the money just turns into a donation, which is fine. True, yeah. But they they actually do ask you, "Are you sure?" And I think Chula comprehended it because Chula like looked at me and started meowing as much as humanly possible. And the, are you sure was rough, Newton? Oh, I know because no. it's like I I could just go on the lamb. I could just run away from the the wife, and then you know. Be on my own with Chula forever. There's any
0: histamines? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. It was bad. Like there was hair. I don't know. I, yeah, no,
0: I, I, am not allergic to dogs. Even though when I was a kid, uh, my parents told me I was allergic to dogs. So yeah. that's why we never had a dog. Oh, Brian's yeah. allergic. Really? Mm-hmm. I have two dogs now. I'm not allergic. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know I was allergic to cats until I started dating a woman who had cats. And then, well, she wasn't going to get rid of the cats, and right. uh, I just. I had to learn to live with it.
1: Wow. Yeah. No. I guess it's like long hair and short hair. You can be allergic to just one and not the other. So like oh, she right? wasn't, yeah, she wasn't allergic to whatever the, I f- can't remember. She, yeah, gotten to a wig or a haircut? Tried everything. We, I don't know. It, it didn't work oh. out. And it was, it was a difficult day for, for me.
0: I will not, uh, I will not, uh, give you too much more of a hard time on that because that had to be, that's gut wrenching to hear. I can't, for her. I can't Betty,
1: I can't, Betty, I can't, Betty to this day hates when I bring it up. She, ha- she hates that it happened. She's not a, a fan of it, but I she
0: know. didn't even go. Because Betty has a heart and a soul. she She's like, yep. Couldn't yeah. wait to send the cat back. <laughs> had, yeah. Right? Yeah. Didn't even give it its toys that we had bought it. Sent oh, it we right did. back. We brought it. Uh, good talk. Of course you did. Into the bed, the whole deal. But um, So Molly had to take Walter. Well, she had adopted him about an hour. She's in New Orleans. She had adopted him up near Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. At, uh, so... You know, when you adopt from uh, an adoption agency, they pay for the operation to get oh. the, the, your animal uh, spayed or neutered. I won't say fixed because, quite frankly, you're not really fixing them. No, you're scavaging you're them beyond, <laughs> beyond any sort of comprehension. Right. You know, and that's an old joke, and I I, I would credit somebody with it, but quite frankly, so many comics have done it, myself included, right now. <laughs> that uh, it's it's you know it's. It's like play Happy Birthday. It's public domain. But I don't even think we can play that, even if Phil Collins did it. We can't no, we play can't. Right, I don't think we can. But So she had to drive back. She asked her, her vet. She was like, well, will you take this certificate for the thing? And her vet was like, no. You got to go back. Oh, all right. So okay. She, so she has to drive an hour, and it was Monday. And she was all she was all freaking out because she was like, I don't know. The place seems kind of, kind of sketchy. They have good reviews, but I saw pictures, and it just looks really bad. And I said, well, our last dog, Gidget, I took her to a place at a strip mall. It was just a, like a storefront, and it was at the clinic. And I was like, all right, uh-huh. whatever. Her. She's fine. She, you know, she's right. 14. She made it. Um, but she was like, okay. And so, you know, the night before, she's calling us, and I'm thinking, if this woman ever has an actual human baby, I'm going to have to disconnect my phone because she was out of her mind with worry. She's picturing she's picturing the worst-case scenario. She's going to get there. And she was like, well, I tried to tell them that you know he had an adopted name, but that wasn't his name. As soon as I got him, I named him Walter. His adopted name was Xander, and they're like, we don't care. What was his adopted name? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this whole thing. She's like, he's wow. going to wake up, and they're going to call him the wrong name, and he's not going to know where he is, and he's going to be, oh, and he's going to hate me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course, he's gonna hate you,
1: right? I mean, to be honest, to try to put ourselves in the situation, you woke up, some stuff's missing, and people are calling you by the wrong name. That's a that's a rough couple minutes.
0: Yeah, that would if if that happened to me, Keith yeah. better be calling me to do that story. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in a bathtub. They were calling me Hugo, and I didn't have any Nards. What? <laughs> Fantastic story. Uh, and then Molly John, see goes. you later. I listened to the podcast. I didn't know you don't have any NARS. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get to know me, listening to podcasts. Uh, so she's, oh you know, she's panicked. Oh my god, I get. It, she takes him on Monday, and I was, I felt bad. I felt bad for her. I felt worse for him. Mm-hmm. She so doesn't know. Yeah, He's a yeah. few months old. He's like six months old. Now you know, before he even got a chance to use him. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's you know, here's a car, but you I, can't
1: drive it ever. Right. Yeah, here's here's a life experience, and now it's gone before
0: yeah, nothing, it, before it's fun. Nothing, just to wow. settle him down, so he wow. can't make more little Walters running around. Wow. Well, she gets there, and they they came out to the car to get him, and I guess the the attendant, the the nurse, the lab was very gruff, which struck Molly wrong. You know, she was already she was already in a, a fragile emotional state, yeah. and now this uh, this person was being gruff, and so she left Walter, and they are like, yeah, yeah, we'll call you when it's over. Oh, my God. So thankfully, at about 1030, she called us, and she was like, oh, they just called, and I talked to the vet, and the vet said Walter made it through, and he used his name, and everything was fine, and he was already, he was already coming out of anesthesia, and there were no problems, and blah, 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 and I was like, okay. Um, so it all worked out, except then she had to get a cone. You ever, you've never had to put an animal in the cone of shame, have you? Nope. Awful. And I've had to do it with all my dogs, whether it's surgery or they get something where they're itching and they got to put the cone on. So imagine this tiny little dog. It's a dachshund chihuahua, uh, mm-hmm. a chai wiener, I think they call it. I don't know what it is. Okay. I think, that's a, I think that's exactly what it is. He's little. And he almost looks like he could be a lab if you took a lab and just put him in a condenser got it squeezed him so she's got this little cone on him they don't they don't give you the cone at the you, so she had to take a dog who had just had his nards chopped off and carry him next door into the pet smart and go He's shopping for a cone how long's the cone on for just uh he goes back he goes to the vet on monday okay just so they can check the stitches and everything this is a bad week in
1: the life of uh it's oh. a bad, yeah. Walter's yeah.
0: having a tough time. I guess uh, the report is today he finally pooped. That was exciting news. Good. Yeah, Good. We're getting all the updates, and uh, you know, but he's uh, he's wearing the cone. He's doing all right, and uh, now he's got to hopefully ride. It's out
1: amazing of- that dogs love us so much. With everything it, you just said,
0: yes, because I would. I mean, granted, she wasn't in there doing the snippet. I know. So he he was happy to see her because he's like, man, these people are assholes. <laughs> Don't leave me with them again. I, I can't. No. Can you right. take me home where you know I get treats and I can lay around? I got my yeah. toys. And right. uh, and I know. used to have my nards. Yeah. I used to have, you know, let, let me see where I used to drag my nuts across the
1: floor. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, yeah, he's so he was happy to see her. But you're right. Dogs. Dogs love us no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm. I did a story today actually about dogs. You what? I did a story today about how much dogs love, love humans. They only love one thing more than humans. Do you know what it is? Uh, One thing more than humans. Dogs only love one thing. And this was like brain mapping, sciencey stuff. There's only one thing they like more than humans. Other dogs? Other dogs. That is absolutely the correct answer. Yes. Other dogs. Wouldn't that be cool if people were like dogs? Because right now we're as separate as you can possibly be, right? Like half of us hate the other half. For a lot of different reasons, right? But wouldn't it be great if we responded to other humans the way dogs respond to each other, outside of maybe the sniffing, like everything else about it? <laughs> like so happy to see each other, freaking out. That would be <laughs> awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't get that excited to see anybody. No, never. It's it's not it's
0: not in our nature. But I ha- don't want to run. Now I have tried to hump the leg of a few people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Picture- but that was back. That was back way before uh, you know Me Too or anything. Picture the next political debate if we had to respond, if it was in our nature to respond like dogs and both candidates like jumped up and down to see each other and then debated their thoughts. That would be
0: wonderful. Or it could be. uh, It almost is like dogs. If you watch last week's debate, both were baring their teeth and growling, (laughs) or one was kind of like my dogs who when they're walking down the street and another dog starts barking at them, they just ignore them. That would have been the old dog Biden. And then the president was the <laughs> behind the fence, like coming
1: through. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's I know, but it would be yeah. great if we lived like dogs for a day, even if it was just 24 hours, some like, you know, Disney movie curse went over all of us. Huh. And that's, we just had to do one day of that. I
0: see how easy it is to be. Uh, now I know this is, we're taking all the animals who are mistreated off the board. Yeah. But uh, let's say my dogs. I would love to be my dogs for a couple of days. Right. They don't have to do anything. Right. They lay around. Uh, one is 90% of the time he's on the love seat in the front window with his head on the back, just looking out the window, taking in the sights. The only time he gets excited is when he hears the leash because he knows we're going to go for a long walk. <laughs> then he comes home. You know, he gets a treat. If he, uh, on the walk, when he does his business, he sits and looks at me with this, pr- there uh, the pride on his face. When he looks at me like, do you see that? <laughs> I did it right outside, just like you like it. I did it. It was fantastic. There we go. Um, so when I get home, you're going to mm-hmm. hook me up, right? <laughs> yes. Good boy, Lost. <laughs> and then the other one, the old one. She, you know, right now she's been here on the mattress, uh, here on her little bed next to me the whole time. And she can go where she wants. She lays out in the sun 90% of the time. Uh, she, come, she comes comes,
1: to the door, whines. We give her a treat. She goes and lays back out in the sun. She get, Yeah, they got it made. Yeah, I, well, it's funny you just said something else that made me start thinking. Maybe there's a few reasons that we don't act like dogs, but we might get closer. You said good boy to your dog when they did something that's maybe not all that special. Maybe we just need more attaboys throughout the day as human beings. Maybe we should just be told good boy more often as humans. Yeah, I come out of the bathroom and I go, hey, guess what I did there? (laughs) Shut up. Leave me alone. No, you're
0: gross. Nobody nobody gives me an attaboy. Right. And quite frankly, there's a few times I deserve it. The fact (laughs) that I can walk after that happens is, you know, people got to go,
1: if nothing else, he's got some (laughs) stamina for an old guy. How many times do you think you say "good boy" to your your or "good good girl" to your dogs each day? Oh, a bunch. Right. What if we got all those affirmations oh, every day? Although they say millennials did get them, so maybe they're yes, part of the, it. Right. right.
0: Listen, at this point, if somebody started giving me affirmations, I'd be very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> if you know somebody gives me too much praise, like <laughs> one, I first get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then I start. Then I start thinking. Uh, something uh. Like uh, this is a little this is <laughs> sketchy something bad's good something bad's about to happen mm-hmm. and that way listen if you set the bar low you're never disappointed
1: right well and actually that's a good lesson to teach the dogs because there is the day where you bring them to the vet and that day is a bad day yes. oh and they they know they uh the old oh. one knows the, uh, the old one knows
0: she was they were mad at me last week because i had to take them for their shots they were not happy with me but wow. they got Extra treats when they get home. So they forget. That's the other thing about dogs. We hold grudges. Mm -hmm. I remember everything that's happened to me my entire life. Every slight, every, you know, the one or two good things that happened. Mm -hmm. Thousands of of little minor infractions. I remember it all. Dogs, nothing.
1: Nothing. No. Dogs are a fresh slate every single day. Like, oh, this guy's back. He's he's cool, I think. I don't remember what happened yesterday. I know. I know he
0: feeds me. That's that's all they remember. Do you do you treat them nice? Yeah, they don't remember the specifics. Oh, this guy's good. I get food when he's around. He takes me out. You know, I'm
1: good isn't, with him. Isn't there like a philosophical conversation about that? Like the the amount of intelligence you have is is directly impacting your amount of happiness, and the the lower that one goes, the higher the other could go. Yeah, I think there there's some about so. that. Like the it you sounds, know, it sounds yeah. about right. Right. Roger is leaving.
0: Oh, he gives us an attaboy. Thank you, you. Roger. Thanks, Roger. Thanks, Roger. Always good to get an attaboy from Roger uh, or anybody again. I don't know. Uh, How broken up were you about, uh, did we, how broken up were you, if at all, uh, with the
1: Eddie Van Halen
0: news yesterday?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's sad for sure. I don't, that's, I, I that's appreciate Van Halen. It. I appreciate, uh, jump specifically cause I worked in a, in baseball. So, uh, okay. you really jump all the time when you work as a, a PA yeah. announcer, which I did. So I appreciate the music and everything. And obviously, uh, 2020 just continues to suck, but he, he wasn't at the top of, of my specific to me okay. music Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah. Well, you're a, see, that's the, you're a different age. Um, yes, I actually, this Something's wrong with me. I'm going to be honest, but I think I shared this with, a. Uh, I shared this experience. It was a common experience with a lot of people in my age group yesterday where I teared up at this news. Sure. Because I distinctly remember when I was a freshman in high school, buying that first Van Halen album and playing it nonstop. And it was, and I've seen them a bunch of times over the years in all the incarnations. Wow. Uh, I've, my first was my first tour with them was Diver Down. That was when I first saw them. I was a senior in high. It was the summer before I went to college, so my after my senior year, and uh, yeah, so it was it was a big thing. My wife loves Van Halen, so we had gone to a bunch of Van Halen shows together. Uh, it was so for me, it was a huge. I think on top of everything else, if this had happened last year, I would have been sad. Sure, but I think with everything else that's going on, it was just it was like oh
1: man. Is there- Is there a comparable musician uh, passing to this one, or is this like, because I know that I I had a lot of friends who cared a lot about Prince, for example. Uh, There's been a lot of those. I don't know why those don't hit me as hard as, you know, some other ones would. I can't can't think of a lot of musicians that might impact me the way that it sounds like Van Halen impacted you, man.
0: Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen's passing uh, death impacted me hard. The only one that was, other one that was close was Glenn Frey from the Eagles. Wow, yeah. I mean, I was, I was sad when Prince died. I was sad when David Bowie died. I -hmm. I appreciated them. I wasn't a huge, Mm -hmm. you know, I appreciated their music. I obviously had listened to their music a bunch, but it wasn't that kind of, um, thing where like I can attach events in my life and different feelings to different Van Halen songs and different Eagle songs. So for me, it was like, oh man, this is when you're. Uh, I guess when you're heroes or maybe not even heroes, but people you really admire mm-hmm. die even if you don't know them and there's a psychological there's a psychological aspect to that too that we get connected to these people, and even though we don't really know them, their death can affect oh, us in a whole bunch of different I, ways
1: I can pinpoint individuals that are celebrities that i've never met uh even at a baseball game i've never interacted with any of these guys that i that i for sure would be impacted by but you know I, I don't know why the world of music isn't one that that i attach much emotion to any of the people even the ones i had growing up so is there
0: a celebrity or athlete that has passed that you were uh
1: really affected by no uh most no. of the most of the biggest names in my childhood are still with us i, I can good. think of i can think of people that could eventually not be here though that would impact. So even, when I
0: mean. Vanilla Ice finally passed. <laughs> You will be crestfallen.
1: Right. When any of the Spice Girls are gone that day, I can't be consoled at all. All of them, right? For me, it'd be Ginger. Okay, Once Ginger. When ginger Fair enough. Dry, yeah, be, that's not hard. good. The
0: other three, I'll you know, I'll pause. I'll you know. Are I'll there think others? Thought for them.
1: Are there others outside know. of music
0: I, for you? No, no. That I, have. I think no. Uh, yeah. It was. It's those two. I think the only other one that might affect me that way will be Springsteen.
1: Well, the boss would be interesting for me, although I didn't discover him as a teenager. I feel like it's the people you tie your, your, yeah, yeah, the teenage to your early 20 years to, but the boss would be a big deal. I I would, I would feel more impacted by that.
0: Steve Irwin, Debbie says Steve Irwin was a a big gut punch for her. Mm -hmm. And Gene says Barry Manilow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it is, you're right. It's what can you, are those people part of your life that you can a part yeah. of your life that you can immediately call back up yeah i mean yeah. i like i said i can remember buying that album yeah and i can remember listening to running with the devil and going this is unbelievably great and mm-hmm. i was not i'm not even and i know there there will be argument if they're metal or heavy rock <laughs> hard rock or whatever they are sure i was you know when when my two examples are Eddie Van Halen and Glenn Fry, you can see my musical taste kind of spanned <laughs> yes. uh, the spectrum. So it wasn't like I was, uh, but when I heard that album, and I think it's not an unusual thing, when people heard that, it was like we've never heard anybody play guitar like that.
1: Yeah, it was you know, it's—it's interesting too because the the people I'm all thinking about, I then was trying to find out in my brain why, like, what is it I'm I'm attaching to this individual, this athlete, this celebrity. And I think it's the way in which you deal with things in your life. And I know that as a teenager or young adult, there's probably some things that that feel more impactful than maybe they do later in life, some emotional things you deal with. But for example, I remember getting cut from a basketball team in high school and then going home and watching a a World Series game with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And that game, that day, and the players in that game helped me get over the fact that I didn't make my my Uh sophomore year basketball team. And so all of those individuals... And probably part of my, my connection to the Yankees in general comes from getting over a an emotional challenge via yes. a, a group of, and music so can do that in so many ways for people.
0: Definitely. Gene says she cried when Nixon died, and to this yeah. day, I don't know why. Yeah. And then Janice says John Lennon. And I remember I I was at the dining room table doing my homework the Monday night that John Lennon died because... It's. I'm sure you've heard the call. Howard Cosell was was yeah. on Monday Night Football when John Lennon was shot, and I remember because I could look downstairs to the to the TV where uh, my brothers and my dad were watching the game, and I was sitting at the dining room table doing my homework, and I was like, "Oh man!" But see, that at that point, I I knew who the Beatles were, mm-hmm. but much like you were saying earlier about Eddie Van Halen, and that was not your music. The Beatles. I didn't have that connection
1: to the Beatles right. that people a little older than me
0: had at that point. Yeah, know? yeah. I knew it was a sad thing, but
1: right. No, yeah. You can appreciate the fact that that someone uh, of great importance to the world, because they impacted the world, is no longer with us. But it's just not. I don't know. But if Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, any of those individuals pass away, that'll that'll hit me hard. Yeah.
0: Well, it's you know, and and uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody and find out why that is. Cause I was yeah. doing a little research on that today and it's just, it, it is fascinating, but it was f- not funny. It was sad and uh, telling yesterday when the news broke and I would see, you know, I went on Facebook to see because I, I learned of it because I was doing something. I was going to post something and a buddy of mine who was like the biggest Van Halen fan ever. This guy is, wow. Is, this guy lives in North Hollywood and there's, right before you go on Laurel Canyon over from the Valley into Hollywood, there's a big newsstand. And one night he was at the newsstand and Eddie Van Halen came up to buy something. And he got to, he got to thank him for all the music and for helping him, you know, the music, getting him through stuff and got to talk to him for just a couple minutes. Um, but so that's like, he had that, he had that before. And I, he posted something like, Oh no. And then some crying emojis. And I was like, I just commented I go, dude, what's with the vague post? Are you okay? I hope everything's yeah. all right. And somebody posted the new, the TMZ story. And I was like, oh. and then it was all these people, my age or right around my age who grew up with this band through the eighties. And, you know, cause they were, they were huge, mm-hmm. huge. And all their different incarnations, and you follow them through it all. And I remember seeing one of the first shows where Wolfie was—Wolfie uh, was playing bass with the band, and Eddie kind of gave birth to him on stage. It was really weird <laughs> so because Eddie, at that point, was not looking great. He looked kind of like Skeletor, uh-huh. and he laid down. He laid down, and he was playing guitar. And then Wolfie laid down like between his legs and kind of came out. And I was like, "Oh, girl, he's giving birth to Wolfie. That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> That was when we saw them at the uh, the Forum, the Fabulous Forum in Los Angeles. That sounds like a show you can't miss. It was a not-to-miss show. Then there was the one show uh, in the 80s. I forget what tour it was. Sammy was there because they were all wearing bike shorts. So it was it was late 80s, early 90s, and Debbie was with me. And every time – all you could see, they're they're just wearing bike shorts, like yeah. with cod pieces in them. And so they all looked like they were – it was like, stop, Uh it's distracting. Why can't this be love? Why can't that be strapped to your leg? I don't need to, I don't need to be part of that. Uh So there's, you know, I have a lot of good, I have great great memories and I have some weird memories about the show.
1: Right. Well now let me, let me test my theory. Is there anything emotional that you think you got through because of Van Halen? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was. I think Uh, that's it. I I'm trying to, to pretend that I can pinpoint it to one thing. I think that's it. I think the the happenstance celebrity that comes into your life at a time when you maybe need a lot of focus on one winds up being why you feel so tied to him. And we also just we all remember our generation is the best one, the formative years of our generation. That's nobody can top that.
0: Well, and that's, you know, when you can go back and you can say, okay, I remember when this band broke. Yeah. And. I was, you know, I was a freshman in high school my whole life before me. And now I heard this and it was like, oh man, this is the greatest. And It was mine, you know? Yeah. Because even though millions of people were also listening to it, I found it at this point in my life and I was able to stay with them through my whole life. And, you know, so every, every, and, and I, I'm not using the, the trite phrase that they were the soundtrack. Cause I listen to all kinds of music and I hate sure. that. Oh, the soundtrack of your life. <laughs> but at a lot of big junctures there were, I was listening to that music or Thing. I can hear a song now and go, Oh, I remember, you know, something mm-hmm. that was happening. Then. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, so, yeah. so yeah. yeah, Eddie Van Halen,
1: 60, 65 is not old. And fighting cancer for a while. which years. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah.
0: I wasn't, and I didn't I realize he had been flying back and forth to Germany for radiation and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, married Valerie Bertinelli. Do you ever see that's another thing? You're too young to remember how wh- how insane that was because <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli was like this, from her image on TV, this wholesome, you know, young girl. And then she marries Eddie Van Halen, who's like, Oh my god, this hard rock devil. And you know, and <laughs> they were married for 20 years, and now they got the, you know, their son Wolfie is a wolf, I guess. They mm-hmm. They used to call him Wolfie. Now he's a grown man. Now they call him Wolf. So he's
1: Wolf, yeah, right. That makes more sense. So yeah, because little wolves grow up to be big wolves, right? So now, he's, now he's a wolf. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a rough uh, <clears throat> that was a rough little sure rough little deal. Man, it's been crazy. This whole year has been nuts, and it's not like we need to do any more content on how weird 2020's been. But it, it does feel like it's punching harder than most other years in just all the ways it can possibly punch. Are you starting? Are you,
0: the last couple of weeks, it's been really, I'm like, okay, I'm done. This is, we got to get, we got to yeah. get this done. We got to yeah. get, you got to get the vaccine or mm-hmm. we got to get helicoptered somewhere to mm-hmm. get some experimental dosages of something. And we, there's got to be, there's got to be some way. And I know it's coming, you know, the, right. as, as pessimistic as I often portray myself, I know that these scientists at these labs are working nonstop. Right. Cuz one whoever discovers it is going to make a bazillion dollars. <laughs> yes. A bazillion and I you know what? They're welcome to every penny. I'll give them mine, sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think I know it's coming. I yeah. just the the getting there is becoming so tiresome.
1: Yes. No, I I agree and it's it's interesting to think about the way in which we're all handling it now because it is so different than the early stages of this when other decisions are being made or maybe we're all having one unique experience. For example, I'm doing my show from the basement radio bunker, and I kind of decided to do it because it just seemed like an, an extra benefit on the off chance that something were to were to break at a certain time at my place of work and that a couple people were sick, and I would not be because I'm not going in and sharing a space. And yet, coming back to this willingly, the the life of being inside more than... And no one's telling me I have to. I just volunteer do so. I'm trying to, to do it. I... Whew, I do not want to see everybody be forced to do it again. We, oh, I, yeah,
0: fortunately, it looks like, it looks like we're staring down that barrel. I it, know. It's, and even the people who, the people who think this is all a hoax or whatever, they think they're the only ones who want things back to normal. The people who are I think the ones who really want it back to normal are the people who are following the precautions and making the sacrifices because the sacrifices are what's going to get us back. Yeah. Ignoring it. I mean, look at what's. we can't go in Illinois. Well, I don't know how it is in uh, central Illinois, but Chicago, you know, every week they do these travel advisories and they drop or head States and there's basically nowhere we could go that you don't have, <laughs> that you don't have to come back and voluntarily quarantine for fourteen fourteen 14 days. We yeah. want to go look at the, the colors this weekend. Cause it's going to be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, we were going to go. And I'm like, oh, we could go somewhere up near Wisconsin. No, we can't go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is, Wisconsin is like crazy town. Right. Well, we could go to Michigan, yeah, but we got to go through Indiana. And they told us not to go to Indiana.
1: Yeah. So, where, to yeah. Go? where do we go? You know, it's so interesting you mentioned that, too, because then I was contemplating how if you had to go somewhere, how would you go? And you, you drive, right? like right. The, the option of choice, if you got to go anywhere, you drive ah. all the way there, all the way back. Uh, my wife is going to be traveling to Mexico. Um, which is insane. Um, oh man. I know it's insane, uh, but she's got to go. There's, there's a couple family cool. things happening and she, she can't not go. Um, she's got to go. Um, and she's trying to go as soon as possible, but she's taken a little bit of time before she goes because I don't know. Uh, we, we eventually landed on her actually flying Uh, part wow. of it because the scary thing, and this is just silly, but, but wow, well, silly is not the right word, this is what it is. Um, at the border, that's a scary area for reasons, not COVID-19 related. Right. And so if you're driving a vehicle with plates from outside of the country yes. into the other country, you might wind up impacting yourself a, a way that's just as terrible. Yeah, so the end result, more. yeah, the end result is she's going to take a flight. She's going to wait a couple weeks and take it. And, and I'm freaking out, man, I'm freaking out every way that I can. And I know she is too, because we're going to try as hard as we can to, to do every step we need to take to make it safe. Yeah. It's still probably not gonna be, you know, what you want it to be. It's not gonna be what you're used to it being. And she's probably gonna wind up quarantining when she gets back if she's got to, right? She comes back because I I hope that they let her back in. But Uh yeah.
0: Well, let's see. You should go before the election or after. After. Mm, That might be dicey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good talk. We want to wait a little bit. My brother just flew and I'm like, ah. Yeah. It's it's not that it's. It's not that these people are are doing like Betty. She's got family obligations. She's got to go. And like yeah. you said, you can't drive. You, you can't drive into Mexico. No. It, well, I mean, you, you can, and a lot yes, of people do it. I should
1: say, a lot of people do it safely, man. But. But she's traveling by herself, and. Well, you, and then I, I thought about what if I go with? Like, if we're driving, right. then maybe I take some time off and I sure. go. I go with. Um, but even then, like, what am I going to do if if we actually got, you know, pulled over by a narco that wants to hurt us and take our things? Right. I'm not a superhero. That's, no. I'm not going to make that much better. No, you're just going to give up
0: your Yankees hat and cry.
1: Right. I'll be sure. happy that I'm there because I would never want her to experience it alone. But I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to save the day. No. So Yeah. And you might get shot just because you're a dude. Well, and then so we had this. There was a the back and forth. I want judges ruling here. Right. Uh, I wanted to drive to Texas. And then let her fly from Texas to where she's got to go in Mexico. It would only be one flight then. It's a direct flight. But because she lives in a smaller area, that's the only place in the United States that we could find that direct flights it. And she landed on that being stupid. If she's going to fly, she might as well just fly. So she's taking two now. She's flying out of Bloomington to uh, Texas and then flying from Texas to Mexico. Um, If she
0: got a flight from, uh, nothing against Bloomington, if she got a flight from a bigger airport, could she fly direct? or
1: would it not, always have to be not Chicago. Far? Chicago is two anyway. Uh the only one that that would have been one is is in Texas. So we would just uh, drive there anyway. Okay. Yeah, and that's what a 12-hour drive? Yeah, at least depending I was where willing
0: you're... to do it. Yeah, but Texas again. Not driving I, into I Texas know. you might as well, you know, you might as well take a bath in a virus.
1: Well, in 12 hours, it's not like we're going to time it to get her there 2 hours before the flight and then I'm going to do the 12-hour trek back. We're going right. to stay somewhere. For yeah, see, and that scares me even more. That's yeah.
0: Even though every hotelier that I've spoken to is like, oh, no, no, we're cleaning the rooms. I'm like, eh. I've been in thousands of hotel rooms over my life. They all were supposed to have been cleaned
1: well and honestly if people are listening to us thinking like these guys are being crazy about this yeah probably i some people can agree that or think that especially with my my age and my i'm not in any at-risk categories so i'd probably Uh, be okay
0: that that old thinking that that was march thinking that people your age are not going to get corrupt.
1: i know well not that i'm not going to get it but that i would make it through like i would survive it um that's that's more the
0: oh go ahead well, yeah, that, I mean, you're, you're probably in better shape than a lot of people,
1: right? That's, that's more the, the reason why I think so many aren't, aren't as scared as, as uh, but at the same time, man, like I was contemplating, all right, let's go camping. Let's find a place South enough to be warm in November right. and camp completely isolated for an evening yeah. and then finish the trip. And then I'll do it, I guess, alone going back. If I have to stop off or you I'll just do 12 hours in the car by yourself. Yeah. I, right. Or I, could, I think I could do a 12 hour trek alone. I think I could handle it. I can get it oh, done yeah. in a day. A twenty-four
0: um, hour drive straight is not. That uh, sounds. That sounds. Twelve like, hours. Yeah, twelve yeah. hours. We just did that when we drove to New Orleans. That's twelve hours. Yeah, hours.
1: but so all those options being contemplated, and us taking like a, a few days to to figure it out, man. It was it was crazy to think about how different our lives are right now, man. Like that the mm. the flight is such a such a difficult thing to navigate. Right. Well, because you you know,
0: I would I trust that the airlines are are doing their best to clean things up. Yeah. But it seems like every day you're seeing a news report on somebody who loses their mind on a flight and they right. won't wear a mask and they start screaming yeah. and they're getting dragged off or they're getting punched and it's like, what? what stop. Yeah. yeah. It was just maybe I thought of you because this seemed like a story that would be right up your alley for your <laughs> show. All right. Um, remember the Bundys who were in the, not not Al Bundy and Peg Bundy, right. but Eamon Bundy and those, uh, those guys who were doing the standoff back uh back in the day well one of the bundies went to see his kid at a high school football game and wouldn't put his mask on in the stands and wouldn't leave and so he had to be dragged out oh my god
1: what right no i don't that I, i i rail on that on my radio show a lot actually i don't understand the need to police each other like i don't and i know that police is even a word that we don't all say right now but i i don't understand the need to and especially if it's like someone who works at a store like if you go into a target and someone asks you to put a mask on, this person, this greeter in front of the target, they're not passionate enough to want to take a punch. So if you wind up punching them, you've punched someone that doesn't care enough about it. They're making 10 bucks an hour, and it's just, you know, they
0: just, it's not hard. No, I don't, you know, everybody talks about this all the time. We've seen, we've seen what happens when people don't wear masks and they don't social distance and all Uh that. But I wouldn't want to be on a plane, even though I just saw read something the other day that said, "Oh no, because the air is circulated so much in a plane, yeah. it's actually pretty safe." And I'm like, "Eh, okay," <laughs> but I'm still in a tube next to a bunch of people who are, you know, wearing their masks on their
1: chin or sneezing or, you know, God knows what. What's funny about all this too is is that because we said we weren't going to do politics, by the way, we were going to do a lot of other things, but well, we, we did didn't. a lot of other things. We did. I, the the other thing I'll say is that anyone that looks me in the face and says, look, I don't want the slippery slope of the government telling me to do a thing I don't want to do that's not a law because then they'll do it later. My my reaction to that, my earnest reaction to to respect the concept that that if you give too much space to anybody that maybe they'll abuse the space, can't we decide moment by moment? Can't we decide whether or not a mask in and of itself is that I cannot accept this moment for us or if you can just wear it? because it's really not all that invasive to your life as long as you're not uh, And it's
0: not, a, it's not
1: an all-day, everyday thing. Right. It's not like we're going to brand everybody who lives in Macomb County. But since the mask is an example and not actually the entirety of a conversation, let's put another example out there. Let's say a cop showed up at my house and told me I have to stay in my house. I might be less happy with that scenario if I'm being forced to be indoors, you know? And then that's when I would agree with the guy who wouldn't wear his mask and be like, this is now an overreach. Now the government's gone too far because they're shoving me in, into my home well, when violently. Do, when
0: do we have to, and I, listen, I don't, I'm not a guy who likes to give up his privacy or his rights. Sure. But I also wonder when is a point where the the good of society as a whole needs to be
1: put first. Before and my individual it, needs?
0: Yes. <laughs> and th- the simple thing with a mask is that's what it is. It, 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 it's been bastardized it's not that anymore but in reality back in march or let's say let's say may cuz that's march they still didn't know is no, it they mask didn't. Help? Does it not help then they learned things because yeah. it was a novel virus at some point you go all right listen it looks it looks pretty certain that if you wear a mask you're going to help stop spreading this even if you're not sick there's a good chance you, You're not going to know, but it's, let's hedge our bets. And if we hedge our bets as a country for four to six weeks, we can get through this. Right. Screw that. (laughs) Okay. But it's,
1: you're helping everybody else. No, I'm
0: never going to get sick. Oh,
1: okay. I mean, again, I, I, I try to provide grace as much as I can to anybody who who's going another road on this. And so when I, when I think about it in the terms of, well, if you tell me that I that I have to do that and that's not a law, what other things are you going to tell me I have to do that aren't laws yet? And I understand that concept, but my argument goes back to what I said that that can't we make those decisions one at a time? And as far as wearing a mask, which we've both done multiple times, not all that bad. That's it's that. Fun. That I ask think, is not that bad. I
0: think for anybody who is. Um, Still thinking that this may not be as serious as it is. And I don't know how you can still be that way. Yeah. When you look at what's happening in Washington, when all but one of the Joint Chiefs are now having to to quarantine. Yeah. And most of the the administration is quarantined and our president is sick. Uh, If you still doubt it, pick up last month's Chicago Magazine or go online and look at it. And it's the whole thing is what COVID nurses know. And it's just a bunch of different little quotes and stories from nurses in hospitals and nursing homes and all this who deal with COVID. And if you're not weeping, reading what these men and women are telling you is happening, if you don't then go, all right, for the few people who still think it's just the flu, read this and... Just just take a minute and think about it and think about if it's somebody that you care about that is go has to go through this.
1: Yeah. Well, and honestly, to to try to make this a whole cyclical conversation, that's the biggest that's the biggest fear Betty has in traveling to see her family is somehow. Right. All all the precautions we take and she somehow brings it into her family and the people she cares about. So that's that's the biggest. my, My wife is one of the nicest human beings on the history that she literally is basically a puppy as far as the way that she interacts with people. If there were a puppy human, Betty's pretty close. So, so you don't I wanna... actually had to use a spray bottle on her. She gets, <laughs> a little, uh, she gets excited. What I'm saying is you don't want to be the person that gives no. Betty coronavirus and then makes her give it to her family because you didn't wear a mask. You don't want to be that person because if you got to know Betty and her family, you'd feel like crap. You right. feel the worst. Yeah.
0: And everybody should feel that way. Cause right. there's somebody that you care about. Right. So everybody's got somebody they care about, right? Yes. I mean, no matter what you think of politicians or any, somebody cares about them, right? We we had they a do. boss. We had a boss who was an evil prick. <laughs> uh, but he had a family that loved did. him. He did. Yeah. And when he passed away, it didn't. I didn't take joy in it. I didn't feel sad about it. It was just, oh, okay. But then I thought, well, his kids are broken up because yeah. that was their dad. Yeah. So, yeah. some everybody's got somebody like that, and right. just that—that's what I don't get.
1: Well, and what's so nice about that sentiment and how it could connect us all is, you just said that everybody has someone who cares about them. When Donald Trump got coronavirus, when President Trump got it, there were family members of his that were were very afraid of the seriousness of the illness, and I know that a lot of people went to social media and, and acted the opposite, and I know that. Uh, Shot in is that how you say it? By the Schadenfreude, way, Freud. Yes. Yeah, I think Freude. I was trying hey, to Google you it. You correct. Oh yeah, I was trying. Whatever. Um, either way, uh, that is what a lot of people were experiencing. Which essentially, if you don't know what that term means, it it I googled this. It I means Google. taking happiness in someone else's pain because you think they deserve it. Because right. some people feel that justice has been served. Uh, that is essentially a separating and a sad emotion for so many of us to have. Because even that individual, even even someone as as, you know, willing to say and do things that not many of us are willing to say and do, much less in the role of president of the country, um, still does have people who love and care about him. And maybe personalizing it on that level helps us all come together a little bit more, Noonan.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. There's, you know, I, my initial, my initial reaction was, well, this is what you get. Yeah, and not just him, but everybody, everybody in the administration. Now, yeah. did I wish him dead? Absolutely not. Right. Uh, but uh, was I broken up that he got sick? No, because you right. you're courting that. You you have you and and other people like him. Now you never you never can truly help getting sick. No, you no, know, it's not it's not a sign of weakness. People get sick. That's happened. But if you put yourself in a position to basically taunt fate and say, you'll never get me. I, I,
1: can't, I know. I can't, I, feel,
0: I can't feel all that bad for you. I, I don't have to take joy in it. No. But I also can't be like, oh, this is such a shame. What a surprise. No, The right. only really surprises that it. it took seven months.
1: Right. But there's got to be an inevitable path to us all getting closer as humans, us Us finding a way to not be as polarized and as separated as we are. And I thought, idealistically maybe, and, and maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, stupidly, that that moments like that and and preaching the message of we should we should care because we're all humans um could help bridge those gaps you know what i mean or maybe not it's a very noble
0: (laughs) endeavor but
1: it is dumb
0: no i didn't say it was dumb i i don't think in this case it can happen when you sure because to take someone and you pull up all the videos of all sure. all the things and sure. all the mocking and sure. you know whether it's a reporter or whether it's uh, somebody having pneumonia and mocking them getting sick and mocking people wearing masks and it it so you know i even think mother teresa might have snickered a little bit or said <laughs> a nasty tweet
1: you know But, you know, Mother Teresa tweets, "Uh, the chickens have come home to roost. Mother Teresa nasty tweets would have been the one saving grace if that were a thing that could exist. Mother Teresa breaks bad. You go, okay. All right. Well, Well, no, because we we are humans. We can't not be what we are.
0: Listen, and it's, you know, it's easy when it's easy to mock. And then when you get to, oh, don't you feel bad for me? No. Right. Imagine if All right, let's take it let's take it away from the sure. president because that's right. very poor. Let's it say is. it's just a, a guy who bullied you all through high school. Mm-hmm. You hear he's got, you know, you hear he's got the covid. Sure. Are you going to feel bad for him? So You should. You should. Right. If you want to practice what you preach. I don't know if Let's if, say he's been let's say not only did he bully you from high school, but it's continued. And he's still like he's calling your house.
1: Well, he's, and let's go even a step further to make it fair to what he's he's now become afflicted by. Maybe he's also been preaching how how coronavirus isn't real right. and how he, yep. he does it doesn't matter. You know all that stuff. Doesn't matter. I w- I would say that I I don't think in my life, and I I could give you a very serious example of this, and you don't want it. None of no one wants it. We oh. won't do it here. Oh, no, um, we definitely need it. No, we no we won't do it here. Okay. We'll, we'll do it some other time, maybe noon. Oh. Um, but I I would say that I I would never want anything bad to happen to that person, even though a lot of people would get my ability to, to not want okay. them to be well. Um, but when saying that, I don't know that I would feel sad. It, it's hard to take that additional step. It was weird to see people celebrate what could have been the death of someone, because right. at, at a time early it's on in still, that process, Still so you're could right, be. you're still could be. right. You're right. You're right. Health wise. And
0: again, that's not wishing it on anybody. That's right. just every every doctor is saying we're getting to that point now where this is where this is where it goes good. Yeah. Or where it goes bad.
1: Yeah. No. But but in saying all that, man, I, I do think there's a way I think we just filter too many things without really contemplating them. Because I think if you put anybody, any human being, you know, and whether you agree or disagree with them on anything, it doesn't matter. Into a real life situation similar to the one that these people on a screen are living, they'll mm-hmm. all feel the same way. They'll they'll all react like humans in the moment. It's just that it's so much harder than for us than ever to put ourselves in other people's shoes because right. we we consume so many things from yes. afar now that we, it's so much harder to 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 think about it as real. No, I, I agree, think it's my I opinion.
0: I agree with you. It's we're all so removed and yeah. we're we're staring at our lives are on a screen. And we're able to, we're able to say whatever we want in the moment because a lot of people will, uh, I, when he got, when the president got sick, I was very careful about what I was thinking, sure. what I was posting and, and that because, you know, it, politics aside, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't care for the man, but I don't wish him dead. Right. So it's like. Okay, but but Debbie sometimes she fires off. So I walked by and I said, "Be careful what you post about this, because it's going to come. It's out there forever, and yeah. it could could hurt you at work. It could hurt where I said just be careful. Think about what you post. Sure, uh, which I think is a good lesson for all of us. But I think the fact that I think the fact that part of the re, we're we're all on the screens, like I said, we're living that way, and. We have become entrenched where all it is, is winning. Yeah. And I don't, I know that was, I know that's not all developed over the last four years. Right. But it's been exacerbated over the last four years. Well, it's not even,
1: it's not, it's not even just, I think that it's also the fact that it's, it's easier than ever to only see things you agree with. It's easier than ever to avoid any opinion that's not yours.
0: How many people have been you see all the time? Oh, I blocked
1: a bunch of people today on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Go so ahead and block me all, if you don't agree with this. We live in our echo chambers. We do. We and, and I, honestly, the fact that we more and more see that we're preaching now, Newton, that I we see it. more and more of the the artificial world, the social media world as real. Uh, we we see that as like actual interactions with our friends who are in our lives is is sad in and of itself, man. That, yeah. I think that that is all contributing to this this concept that you know, whatever I think is, is fact and whatever you think is dumb. Right. Everybody's entitled their opinions, right?
0: <laughs> everybody's entitled. I love it. everybody's entitled their own facts. No, no, <laughs> no, it's no, there are facts and you can either, you can choose to believe them or not. Yeah. yeah. You don't get to make up your own facts. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's, know. that's why. All right, On right. We'll wrap it up by saying, we'll uh, wrap this part up by saying this. Go watch the social dilemma Mm -hmm. and realize what you are being fed and what you are, you know, what you are eating and absorbing and why you're thinking that way. And, and yes, there are, there are real world things that are causing a lot of this and there are real world things to be angry about. There are, I hope at least a couple of real world things to be happy about. Yeah. So, but but watch, watch the social dilemma. Read that Chicago Magazine piece on the COVID nurses. Uh, there's your homework for next week. Till next week. <laughs> there we go. Now, what was uh, as as I let you
1: go? What was the reality show that Betty was watching tonight? Was
0: there a contest? Um, that
1: she- no, there's no reality show. Actually, we're fighting over um, Sling TV because we, I guess, um, in TV. order in order to watch the postseason, I had to switch to the kind of of streaming television that only allows one account to stream at a time. So oh. I'm trying to watch the Yankees down here. And I think she was trying to watch something else upstairs. I won because it's the Yankees and it's the playoffs. I'm not sure that when I go upstairs, it's going to be totally uh, the, the happiest of moments. But I won. I kept yep. getting logged out, logging back in. What happened with the game? Ah, uh, They lost.
0: They lost. So not only did you upset
1: your lovely wife, but the <laughs> team has lost.
0: So yeah. I was like, but baby, they won. It was great. Now, you know, I know they
1: suck. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run again, though that was that was amazing. But uh, other than that, good talk. Well, I'm excited to go
0: see what the uh, late night hosts have to say about the uh, the debate. There you go. <laughs> you know, I uh, thank you for being here again. It's sure. been a lot of fun. I will uh, talk to you here next week. I will talk to you on your show. Uh, let me let me throw this up again. Don't forget, friends, to listen to Craig uh, Monday through Friday, two to six p.m. on WJBC. Uh, If you're not in the area, if you're not in uh, the Bloomington Normal Metroplex, Uh listen online at WJBC.com.
1: Truth. This is all true. Or any of those apps, the TuneIn, the iHeart, any of those. Oh, you're on all of them. We are.
0: You're very big.
1: Not at all. No,
0: you're very popular. Uh, And don't forget to uh, listen to the Greatest Story Ever podcast. I am the guest on this week's episode. Uh, You get to hear the story about me winning three game shows. Uh, my interaction with Chuck Woolery, who in fact has the dreamiest blue eyes I've ever seen. Not <laughs> Chuck Woolery. That is a question. Who is it? Who has those blue <laughs> eyes? Uh, and uh, so much more. So thank you as always for watching this. Thank you for your comments. Uh, thank you for tuning out of the debate and hanging with us for a while. Yeah. We, we appreciate that quite a bit. Uh, I Oh, I'll leave you with this, Craig. I did hear from Cody and he claims that he may be coming back soon to join us.
1: What?
0: Yeah. no that doesn't mean you're out that means there will okay. be three faces on the screen fantastic the three faces of eve uh the three horsemen of the apocalypse we just need one more i was gonna say we yeah. need one more but yeah. i would be volunteering um <laughs> so until next week everybody thanks for watching the quarantine cast we will uh see you again next wednesday night next wednesday our guest will be uh chef uh Chef Cletus. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Chef Cletus is going on. Big, uh, big event coming up that uh, I am happy to be a part of. So we'll talk to Cletus about that. Always good to talk to Cletus Friedman. And uh, you know what I'll have to do. Here's, a, here's your homework too, Craig. Well, All right. uh, Cletus makes the best Bloody Mary mix on the planet. So I think next uh, Wednesday night, I'll be enjoying some Bloody Marys while we do this. Okay, let's do it. That could be it. All right. And uh, Anything else? Anything on your end that we need to Did we plug everything for you? We did. Yeah. Right, I'll see you fair. guys at
1: two o'clock if you're willing. I hope so. All right. Thanks again, buddy. Bye. Thank you. Bye, folks.